0: For more info, go to danimalplanetradio.com.
1: You want tires? We got tires. You want truck tires? We got truck tires. You want car tires? We got car tires. You want bicycle tires? We don't do bicycle tires. But if you want motorbike tires, we got motorbike, motorbike tires. Extra 10% off. It's for your Harley. You want tractor tires? We got tractor tires. You want ATV tires? Oh yeah, we got ATV tires. We got truck, car, Harley, tractor, ATV, and all the top brands. Also, asked one of our associates about our alignment and lube all filter specials going on now through forever. We even have a mechanic on duty 24 hours a day. He's not certified, but I'm sure he'll figure it out. We don't close doors, we close hoods. No appointment necessary, but if you let us kiss your wife, we'll get you in right away. We're open all night, located next to the PMP. If it's around and you want to roll, then park your caboose in one of our bays and we'll snug up those lug nuts faster than you can say, get her done. Ladies and gentlemen, not the moment you've all been waiting for. Hello? Hello? Hello. Hello. Anybody
2: home? Hey, It's time now for Danimal Planet. What's that smile on
1: that face? The Danimal
3: Planet podcast is available by visiting danimalplanetradio.com.
0: All right. Yeah! Where do you think
1: you're going? You ready for something? Take it! Now, let's start the show. Oh, hell yeah. be great.
3: Hey guys, Dan here again. Uh, welcome back. Another edition of Danimal Planet Radio. Uh, before we get into the uh, today's guest, uh, quick info. Uh, find me on Twitter, Dan McGinnis, Also on Instagram at DanimalsPlanet. Uh, For more info about this show and any other podcast, visit com. Also check out our uh, Credence Clearwater Revisited uh, schedule is uh, being tweaked and added and whatnot for the uh, rest of this year. Credence-revisited.com. Working uh, with the band the last several years, uh, I want to just get out there real quick. Um, Proud endorsement partner of Sennheiser uh wireless uh, guitar and in-ear uh, wireless monitor systems they're phenomenal check out sennheiser.com Westone audio based out of colorado springs for the in-ear wireless earbuds uh, using their um pro series earbuds westone uh, they are phenomenal check out Westone.com if you're looking for uh switching from the on-stage wedges to the in-ear systems Uh, They're fantastic and great to work with. Also, special thanks to Fishman, the SA-330X for acoustic shows. You could even use it for band shows, check that out. Uh, Fishman-inspired performance technology, they are fantastic. Uh, Intune Guitar Picks, they make our custom picks as well as Dunlop. And uh, before getting into the show, Patreon page is up, Uh, shamelessly mentioning of course, uh, trying to keep the show going and adding new content and all the time and fun effort. It's effort. It's work, but it's fun. Uh, visit uh, patreon.com slash Radio if you'd like to uh, throw us a bone. All right. Having said all that crap, uh, I want to get into my guest, my good friend Joe Monks. He uh, is the creator of the Drunken Cat Brewery. And uh, I would say in Sundance, Wyoming, which he kind of was, but now he has since moved with his wife up to Salem, Oregon. We wish Joe and Chelsea well. Uh, It was just a matter of days before he moved. Uh, I was happy to get him in here and do this podcast with him So what we do throughout the entire podcast is We sample many of his uh, <laughs> Many <laughs> Of his uh, uh, Flavors and uh, styles of beer rather And I keep saying flavors but that's That's not the word, the proper word But uh, we, we had a great time Joe came down to the house uh, We got a blizzard like that night And the next day so it was kind of a nice little thing You know Talking beer, tasting beer Having a good laugh. So, hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, It's a bit of a long one, but it is entertaining. So, uh, if you're a fan of craft beer or if you've never tried craft beer, you're thinking about it, uh, you definitely want to check this out because craft beer uh, is awesome. Beauty of creation and then sharing it with other people. you know, small business, mom-and-pop type stuff. So you're really going to enjoy the uh, the interview here with Joe. A, a fun conversation. Right here, coming up next on Danimal Planet Radio.
2: What's your prediction for the fight, then?
1: Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain.
3: Okay, welcome back. Another edition of Danimal Planet. I'm joined by my good friend Joe Monks. Joe, hello.
2: Hey, how's it going?
3: All right. Joe is the uh, creator and brewer of The Drunken Cat, and uh, I have to ask, where did you come up with the name?
2: Um, I came up with the name because my cat loves beer.
3: <laughs> Do you take after the cat, or does the cat take after you?
2: Uh, a little of both. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, so we both like craft beer. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like craft beer. It's uh, it's. Mm-hmm. I've heard somebody call it a fat. You know, oh, it's a fat. It's gonna. No, it's not going no. away. Like, no. I wish some of the other crap beers out there with poisons. I wish those would go away.
2: Like Budweiser.
3: Like Budweiser, and InBev in general. S- Sam Adams. Sam Adams. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about that. Uh, that asinine commercial of them. I mean, what what jerks. Yeah. They know exactly uh, yeah. what they're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. They're showing the home brewer. I'm sure some of you, all, all three listeners uh saw the commercial of samuel adams and what was the gist of their
2: oh you know, uh, it's it's a beer for people that you know don't like craft beer or home and, and they show a home brewer that's spilling, spilling the, beer all over the place when he's trying to fill his bottles and yeah. it's, they, it's just
3: not like a, a proper street to, would that like be a funnel or is there a name for the thing that you well, use you to have, bottle
2: have, the beer yeah you have a little bottle filler that's got a little spring loaded tip and you push the the filler down in the bottom of the bottles the tip goes up and it lets us uh, beer go into your bottle in a controlled manner. And so it doesn't oxidize <laughs> con-
3: it in a controlled manner. Cause then when you're pouring <clears throat> it into your mouth, it's uncontrolled.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> as opposed to what they show in the, the commercial of this guy with a hose, like a half inch diameter hose squirting a gallon of beer all over the place. I yeah. Mean, it, they yeah. totally
3: mocked and made home brewers look like complete idiots, idiots. And uh, that's not right. So wh- where did you get at the idea? Uh, were you now, where are you from? Tell them.
2: Um, not really from anywhere. <laughs> I've lived so nice. many places. Oh, I live in. I've lived in Sundance for Sundance, Wyoming, for about the last six years or so, and, and
3: for about another week.
2: Yeah, for about another week. Yeah. <laughs> Joe was
3: relocating to the northwest, the yep. uh, greater Oregon area. That's right. Um. So, where were you living when you first started? You know, dabbling with craft beer. Like, what started you on this?
2: Oh, I was living in over in Rapid City, South Dakota, and I don't know what got me into it. I just was like. Oh, I heard about it or something and said, oh, that sounds like it could be fun. And I guess I mentioned it to my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, and and stupid her, she bought me a How to Homebrew <laughs> book for my birthday. <laughs> She's and, the enabler. Yeah, she is, definitely, and she regrets it almost every day. But <sighs> I read that book uh, twice cover to cover on my birthday, the day that I got it. And <laughs> it's, you have a
3: very interesting birthday.
2: Yeah, Christmas hey those holidays are great days to drink yeah that's true but you can't go out and drink so you got to plan ahead there you go i never got a shot for my 21st my free shot or anything like that so yeah wow but i always i do always get off from work
3: that's yeah that's a good point not many things are open especially in sundance um so that's pretty cool that, like, so what, six, seven years ago you've been doing?
2: Uh, We well, maybe started learned. that. Yeah, we started our first brew, I think it was January or, no, probably February of 2011. So it's actually been a little over eight years now. Yeah,
3: but that's still impressive because in that me- short amount of time, honestly, I mean, that's really not that long, you have, like, 20 different beers, or
2: oh, probably more than that. That's what I mean. mean, Like, that's incredible, yeah. Well,
3: it's for you to branch out because a lot of guys would still be trying to like figure out that same two. So, Mm -hmm. where, like, that's another thing I wanted to ask you like, where does it branch off? Like, where do you, you know, we have a few in front of us here we're going to sample, and you know, many others, I'm sure. Um, but like, where do you get from doing a lager to you've got chili ales and you've got milk or uh. What was the Mexican one that we yeah, had? The
2: chocolate, a uh, Mexican chocolate milk style. Yeah.
3: Wow. Now, do we need to put a wall around this beer? I mean, is <laughs> yeah. it, it going to invade our taste yeah, buds? Yeah, that's right. It's yeah, gonna poison
1: our. T- it's going to take our taste buds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's going to vote
1: illegally. It's going to drink illegally. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I just I. That's pretty cool. You that's, just you just pick a style of beer that you like, and you know. You find a recipe online, or you you find a, a bunch of recipes, and and uh, you kind of get the gist of what the style should be like, and yeah. that, at least that's what I do. I, I find several recipes, I figure out what the style should be and what the base ingredient should be, and you know, brewing is the perfect it, it's really the perfect um balance between science and art because i can't draw a stick figure to save my ass but <laughs> um when it comes to brewing it really is an art form because you it's, it's kind of like cooking i mean
3: oh totally it, I,
2: yeah you, you that's you, exactly what i would you like you're gonna make pasta sauce and you start opening up jars of spices and you st- sniffing it's like okay this will this will go well yeah. with that and not but it's the same thing with different grains and different hops You you, yeah. you kind of sniff and figure out and play with it and experiment that's a
3: great analogy actually because like a chef like you're in the kitchen like where you would like where did somebody come up with this dish Mm -hmm. and like where did you think that was going to be a good idea and then it is Mm -hmm. you know you brought me several several uh, cases or you know six packs of your stuff and like each one is a different one and I'm like oh let me try sometimes I'll hold it up to the light Mm -hmm. you'll be like ooh that's that's too dark for right now uh, other times it's like you know what it's a it's going to be a wintry day. We're in the eve of uh, winter storm. What are they calling it? Or uh, yeah. yeah, they they give these winter storms names now. It's a U. It starts with a U. Whatever it is, uh, the Sundance in the Black Hills area, the Dakotas are scheduled to get you know twelve to twenty nine inches of snow overnight through Thursday. Whatever the next couple of days. There's no dates on these podcasts, but. Um, Anyway, so uh, I opened up. Uh, tell me again what this what this particular one is called.
2: Uh, this is the Quake. It is a uh, Scotch barrel aged mm. uh, Scottish ale, a wee heavy. So Quake is a um, it's a, a drinking vessel from Scotland that they drink uh, whiskies out of. Um, Q u a i c h. It's it's really Scottish thing, but I basically made a Scottish or a wee heavy. It's a really heavy dark malty um sweet uh, british beer that i aged with uh toasted oak and uh oban 14 year old uh single malt whiskey damn scotch whiskey and uh so basically it's a it's like a scotch barrel uh you know whiskey barrel ale wow so it, it uh fermented out to about Ten percent, and with the scotch that ten percent, yeah. That well, I had, I had to, to start with this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have started with this one. That's okay. Oh but with wow! The, with the, the, I
3: think we're gonna need some more Dots pretzels. <laughs> Might have to make a run to Deckers here soon.
2: Well, and with the scotch that you add to it for the the flavor and and all, and, and soaking the the um, oak cubes in scotch, it if my math is right, it's probably about eleven and a half percent.
3: We don't do math here on Animal Planet. But, <laughs> well, uh, neither do I, but
2: that's why I said, if it's right.
3: <laughs> if it's right. No, it's uh, very delicious. Um, uh, when I moved back to Chicago in 2005 from Arizona, I got a job right away in the city as a, a waiter or whatever at uh, Rock Bottom, you know, those, mm-hmm. those chain restaurants. Yep. And a lot of the training involved sipping all of their beers because they wanted us to be able to suggest what would you know if you had a particular beer or vice versa if you're going to have a cheeseburger Mm
0: -hmm.
3: we wanted to be able to suggest like well if you're going to get a a steak or a meat you know here's a beer that we would suggest to have with that to roll you know the flavor and everything
2: or if you like a certain style of beer this is absolutely yeah yeah
3: so i was going to say like what would you want to have to eat with this scottish ale
2: you know i i don't know that i even eat anything with this, a, this this a meal yeah this is a meal in itself it's it's a thick heavy you know um, not quite syrupy but it's it's a big sweet beer uh, I, it's, I, when i'm drinking this it's usually after dinner it's my dessert beer this good is call i mean you drink a whole a whole bottle of this and you stand up and you're like whoa <laughs> we've talked
3: about that before we're like you know if it's blizzard outside and you know mm-hmm. i mean you're here we are at my house in the basement. You're going to hear some noises, by the way. The dog is antsy, and she's running around and whining and stuff. Um, but, you know, we're not hurting anything. No one's driving. No one's going anywhere. You know, this is a perfect evening on the eve of a uh, massive blizzard. To uh, We've been talking about wanting to do a podcast for a long time, and uh, here yeah. we are. So, cheers to that. Cheers. Glad to have you. You are an asshole for leaving Sundance, but <laughs> You're good, welcome. good for you.
2: This is actually uh, one of my proudest beers it's oh. one of my favorite i've uh,
3: see i knew that that's why i grabbed it for yeah yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> i uh, i love doing competitions um homebrew competitions and oh yeah this one has won me a lot of awards a lot of first places uh, awesome. the uh, eight seconds of froth and down in cheyenne they do every every spring um i've gotten a couple of first places out of this and Damn. The first round of the national homebrew competition last year got me a second place. Out of let's see, so I was placed second out of I think it was about twenty-eight um, total beers that were being sampled in the category. Wow! For in the category was for um, basically uh, specialty wood-aged beers, so barrel-aged beers mostly. So and that could be anything from something like this to uh, a whiskey barrel. Uh, IPA to a rye barrel stout to whatever yeah. um but yeah so I got second place I'm pretty happy that I would
3: say that's pretty cool that was another question I would have of many like what started you on this path and then but you you've also you're a member of the is it Black Hills home brewers or what what, uh, what do they call
2: it Yeah the Northern Hills Homebrew Club Northern
3: yeah. Hills so you attend these meetings what, what's the gist of one of these meetings because obviously it's other people like yourself that home brew
2: oh it's just an excuse to get together and drink well yeah of course oh <laughs> uh, we i mean we meet up and <laughs> usually at one of the breweries in in spearfish and uh everybody brings a beer that they've brewed or if you haven't been brewing recently you bring a, a beer you know that you bought that you like something you know sometimes we will do styles or sometimes sure. they'll just bring whatever and we you know crack them all and we have a little taster glasses we'll just sip and, and discuss them and taste them and yeah it's it's,
3: it's like a book club that yeah. girls get together and do but it's beer club yeah it's yeah. just
2: beer nerds being beer nerds and beer nerds. oh yeah
3: <laughs> yep. I, where's the peanut butter nerd club i want to join
2: that. <laughs> I mean, Who dog's over there who do, yeah hey
3: hey, Shiloh, get over here oh, damn it here she comes um here with Joe Monks, my friend here in uh, Sundance, Wyoming, who's uh, of course next week moving, uh, which is uh, part of the motivation to do this podcast finally, because uh, we've After, gotten together
2: what two years of talking about talking
3: it. about it exactly. Well, I mean, like you know, it's it's March of uh, 2019, but like you know, you and I are both busy. You travel still for work, snowing. but it's still snowing. But you're out of town then i'm mm-hmm. out of town you know what i mean so sometimes we'll go a month and a half without you know getting together and enjoying some tasty yeah uh sips here um some of the other varieties that you brought over we can uh, tap into next but yeah it's really cool to see because i've met a few other uh, uh, my cousin in chicago d- did that for a little while where he just kind of mm-hmm. dabbled and you know sometimes it's just so potent where i mean i don't know if that's like a motivation or like so where do you where do you go like where do you start out with like let's say the scotch ale like is it a guarantee like it's going to be a higher percentage no yeah. matter what because yeah. you're staying within the parameters i guess
2: of yeah the classification cla- yeah mm-hmm. so
3: like the traditional it's so like you're not going to take like a scottish ale and like try to make a pilsner
2: out of it right no i mean you you know that you want to make a certain style and so there's stylistic there's categories and there's stylistic guidelines and you have you know if, if you're going to compete you know for style sure you have to stay within these guidelines you know the maltiness the flavors the aromas the hops um you know the alcohol uh, content all these things you know they're they're set by a group judgment juice yeah yeah yep and they're set by a group and so you have to stay within them if you want to be judged based on your you know ability to brew a beer to the the style
3: yeah you don't want to get laughed out of the room yeah. with your name attached to it I mean, right. like i said you've won several awards with it you know you want to be able to be like yeah damn right. right i'm proud of this one
2: and it takes a while to figure that out and you get your your methods down your techniques and and wow. your, your recipes i mean this is not the first uh, batch i think that this is about the third batch of this fourth fourth batch of this that i've done so you know you you do a batch you tweak you, you drink it you <laughs> you, a five gallon batch, you drink it, and you, yeah. you, you you share it with friends, and you get input from them. Yeah, um, you get input from doing competitions, and you you tweak it, and you do another batch, and you do the same thing, you tweak it, and you do another batch, yep. and
3: that's like and, anything, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean you you want to perfect it. Yeah, you know? that's exactly it's, it's a process. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, make progress. You know, uh, that's really awesome. And like I, I honestly, I, I'm ashamed to admit that I, I thought you were doing this a lot longer. I mean, that's kind of no. a backwards compliment, but I mean, like, <laughs> actually it was funny that I, I, we have a dot pretzel bag sitting in front of me when I did the podcast with Dot, she started doing Dots pretzels in like 2012. Like really? they're so damn good. You'd think she's been doing this for 30 years. Yeah. No so, kidding. I mean, bravo to you and like, you've been, thanks. What, a couple times you've par- – uh, uh, the Sundance Beer Festival? Yeah, yep. Um Have you done any pours at Rapid City or in, in Colorado? Outside of the competitions, have you attended – uh, like, what are you A vendor uh, At, at right. other festivals
2: um, Or a participant I think Participant call them. No yeah. I, I've, I've really been wanting to But with work True. It makes me travel And, and it's really hard to, to get out of town Especially if you don't have Like a refrigerated truck Or something to Transport kegs of beer You know Across True. the state <laughs> Yeah So yeah it, it makes it a little more difficult So
3: let, let's just use Sundance As an example the, the beer festival Is usually the first week Of September Second Second,
2: second, second Saturday September Awesome yeah. Um,
3: i think i'm going to be gone again but uh i'll be gone they've recently what two years ago moved it to the evening time
2: yeah that's right because it was starting at noon and it was hot and everybody it was kind of miserable it Uh, was one year it it, it was really hot yeah it i mean it was it was nice it's always nice weather in september here but you know, it's it's always sunny skies and all. It but is, yeah. <laughs> well, early September. Yeah, early yeah. September. <laughs> but it was just so hot, and and also they moved it to starting at like four. four. It was I like think. four to nine or something. Yeah, four to nine. Oh and so, my
3: god, was it perfect? Yeah, but, uh, I will say that Joe won that year. Yeah, home, yep. home brewer of the year.
2: Yep. Uh, and we have that beer that helped me win. Well, one of the two beers.
3: Yeah. Uh yeah. We'll, we'll get to the a few of the others because I mean I know so many people that that only drink craft beer mm-hmm. that. A lot of them know about the process. Some of my friends work at breweries. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Revolution is one of them. Lagunitas in the last few years opened up a brewery. So when you're doing Sundance Beer Festival as a home brewer, because all the other breweries around the region come in and whatever, but like you're not an actual retailer.
2: No. So I'm, you
3: don't, yeah. legally you can't sell your beer.
2: Right. And right? there's no selling at like a festival. It's just. You're you know, pouring it. Yeah. Generally, you you, know, you pay True. an admission True. fee, you get a cup and, and you you just pour so
3: the admission fee is one thing but like Mm -hmm. if you were a restaurant and had a food truck you'd need a a license and insurance and stuff so how does that work with you basically creating this say like in your mad scientist basement but like what i mean obviously if people were dropping dead in the streets while you're pouring them their beer they're (laughs) gonna be like hey yeah what are you doing uh but like what is that like you get is there kind of like a loophole in that like no it's i mean how do they regulate that more um or less? So well people I, are still consuming what you produced
2: yeah because um it's it's legis- legislation actually Wyoming just a few years ago passed a, a law that home brewers can finally participate in in uh beer festivals before that they they couldn't but you know we can participate we can we can basically give it away for free as samples but we can't sell it
3: right that's what another friend of mine asked like hey man your friend's beer because people will come visit and i'm like hey Mm -hmm. check this stuff out um and they're like where do i get this i'm like here (laughs) yeah i'm i'm your exclusive (laughs) <laughs> you know, uh carrier or whatever dealer dealer yeah <laughs> you know? so i mean it's cool you know i mean i've had family come visit that you know unfortunately they're just like you oh, know you got you know you got any budweiser and i'm just like i got something better yeah and then but they're just totally not ready for this mm-hmm. because they don't know
2: yeah And oh, yeah. they've
3: been they've been fed these lies and poison <laughs> And, like, a lot of this stuff, you grow your own hops and and chili or whatever, you know, some of your ingredients. You had the greenhouse and the garden in your yard. And a lot of home brewers or, you know, local breweries, they use, you know, like our friend Amy at Cowgirl Pizza. She Mm -hmm. uses local honey to make her barbecue sauce and stuff. I mean, it's, you know, there's places in Spearfish that everything is from scratch. Uh, Here in Sundance as well, the Bear Lodge Bakery, Joni, everything from scratch. Mm-hmm. You know, and like that's amazing. And then, then, you're like, "Oh yeah, you know, I grew these hops in my backyard." And I'm like, "That's awesome." Oh, yeah, but, but you buy things at the store, and it's just GMO all over the place, corn syrups, and, right, and garbage. Yeah. So, obviously, if something is capped, like what what is the shelf life of something that isn't loaded with preservatives? Because I mean, like beer can sit on a shelf forever.
2: Yeah, I not, mean, not
3: so much forever, but yeah. You know
2: i mean you, you you bottle it in the right conditions you you don't get any oxygen in there yeah. um you know it, yeah it can sit for a while but it depends on the style if, if it's a hoppy beer it's the hops are gonna kind of die off you have hop fade um and oh it,
3: that's an interesting name
2: yeah i mean just basically over time the, the hops kind of loses their their aromas and flavors to the yeah, beer makes and sense. so you have an ipa that you know a month after you brew it is gonna be oh awesome you know great aromas and flavors strong hops but you drink it a year, two, three years later, and you're just not going to get that that strong aromas and flavors. You'll still taste it, but it won't be as good. So yeah, True. I mean, but you you have a, a big beer like this, like like it's um, a big this, boy beer. This yeah, one. this uh, Scottish ale, um, this you actually want to leave in the bottle and leave it in your basement and let it age for two, three, five, ten years, wow. and and it'll keep getting better, like a fine wine. Yeah, exactly.
3: Dan McGinnis here, Danimal Planet Radio, danimalplanetradio.com with Joe Monks and the Drunken Cat Brewery. So you have, I mean, you've given me stickers. Oh, yeah. You've got like a logo. You've even got the taps. I mean, what's Mm -hmm. the proper term for
1: taps? taps?
3: I mean, I always thought that was cool. Like in radio, you see like they call them flags, like when the reporter's holding something and it's, you know, for Rapid City, Mm KNBN. Like that's like... I want to get one of those from my radio thing. And they would fit right around the mic. It's like, Daniela Planet. Hey, there it is. Yeah. So that's like your representation. Yep. And you know that because after a while, you know, coming from Chicago, we, I recognize Goose Island, right. you know, Budweiser, Bud Light. I mean, so much of it is branding. And mm-hmm. look at the money that they spend on advertising. I mean, we talked about Sam Adams. Yeah. They're advertising how dumb homebrewers are. Yep. You know, Bud Light, "Dilly-dilly." I mean, like when I, I hear people all the time cuz I'm playing in the bars and casinos and just some jackass, there's there's one in every night, yells "Dilly-dilly!" And I'm like, yeah, "Get out." Yeah, exactly. Cut you know, it's like you are a pawn.
0: Mm-hmm. You
3: know, you you have fallen into their, you know, a friend of mine was over this morning, we had coffee. And he was talking about, we were talking about Budweiser. And I was like, people don't realize because, Inbe- is it InBev that owns? Yeah,
2: AB InBev. Yeah, yep.
3: the mm-hmm. Dutch company that yep. owned-, owned Budweiser and many dozens of other beers. Yeah, they're not even an
2: American company They're anymore. not an
3: American. People think, oh, it's brewed in St. Louis. It's like.
2: Yeah, all par- your money goes to Europe. Partially, yeah.
3: yeah. And then they took it a step further and put America on the can. And people just drank the shit out of it. Oh, America. This is America's beer. I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're fu- I mean, you- and you know what? I've, I've gotten that uh, uh, when I was bartending here when I first moved here, which is where I met Joe and Chelsea, his wife, uh, they, they wouldn't believe it. Like, no, <laughs> look it up. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm telling you to find truth on the internet.
2: Well, and one like, worse, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> one step worse. They start. You know, they a few years ago they started losing market share to craft breweries because craft beer got got big, bigger and bigger and bigger because the beer is actually good. They started losing market share. They started buying craft
3: breweries and killing them, squashing the recipes.
2: Well, they keep the recipes, but Why? what do they do? They start laying off people. I know. Yep.
3: Yeah, I was I mean my numbers can be off but from what I remember Goose Island the guy that started yep. it in Chicago sold it for like 25 million can't blame him mm-hmm. you know you start something you're proud of it and excuse me we're drinking beer so I burped uh you know Budweiser comes along and says hey we'll buy you off for 25 million can't bl- I mean who wouldn't somebody's coming to you offering you 25 million yeah but then at the same time since then i've seen them all over the place now because oh, yeah. they're getting the distribution but it's not the same they've changed the recipe
2: yeah uh, they, they do sometimes change recipes but yeah i mean it's it's a trade-off it's to, still
3: cool to see it like hey there's mm-hmm. goose island like i remember when you could only get that in chicago yeah that's you know? right
2: and it, for the owners I and mean, sometimes it's not a full sale sometimes they'll sell 25 or 30% for some you know it's some, mon- some some money but then they get a lot more market you know they'll have the ability to increase volume and distribute nationally instead of just in your little area so yeah. it's i mean it's kind of good for them but at the same time they're selling their souls to satan
3: <laughs> beer beer satan that's yeah. got punk band written all over it <laughs> all right so I've just opened up another one here,
2: um, BBC. Yeah, this is, uh, name this one. The BBC. Uh, <laughs> the Barbacoa Brownie, oh. uh, because I there is a great little burrito place over in Spearfish, South <laughs> Dakota, that, I mean, they, they make great burritos, but they uh, they make these brownies that are hab- honey habanero brownies, and they sell them just right up at the cash register. They're like a buck a piece for a big old brownie. But they're so good, <laughs> I, you know. I was just—I was eating one one day because go over to Spearfish to do some shopping or whatever. You, you have to, yeah. You you get you get a, a burrito, you get a brownie. I was brought it back. I was eating my brownie and I said, "Oh my god, I could make this into a beer." See, that's
3: that's wonderful. Like here you are, you you eat a freaking brownie and then you turn it into a beer. Yeah, I it mean, was like, just
2: a moment of inspiration where I said, well, "This." I bet I could make this a really good beer.
3: It's the we got a lot in common about being a musician. You experience any you know some little thing and it sparks a song. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. um,
2: it's yeah, it's, it's moments of inspiration and oh man, what you love.
3: Oh, that's good. So yeah, it's got a little bite on the back end there.
2: Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, it's like I talked about that hop fade before. You know, the 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 habanero is starting to go a little bit, but this is a. Uh, brown ale it's american brown ale so it's it's got like kind of a nice little um coffee color to it yeah um it's got moderate hops moderate to strong hops so really balanced you know malt flavors hop flavors but i also put uh some baking chocolate in it for for the the brownie part of it the, the chocolate brownie put some honey in it for you know, this a little bit of sweetness, and then some habanero peppers that I grew in my garden. You know, for there the, for it the is spice. again, folks. Grew and, in his and, garden, yeah, exactly, and, and so without pesticides. You know, just like uh, just like the the brownies from the from the Bruto place it's got the habanero, the honey, the chocolate, and I I've really uh, this is one of the rare instances where I think the first time I made it, I nailed it. Ah, I, I will never change this recipe. That's a
3: bucket full of confidence, right there. No, this is delicious this is real, now what would you suggest eating with this besides like ice cream
2: oh man no i don't think i'd eat ice cream but i i you know what a, a good you know taco burrito yeah. uh, maybe maybe some indian food you know that that little spiciness Oh, i did just compliment. make some
3: some guacamole this evening
2: oh so yeah to, you know what i think that'd be really good with this yeah. guacamole some goes with everything guac, yeah. oh my god well, i don't know maybe not captain crunch yeah you're right yeah yeah i wouldn't do that Captain Crunch, good God!
3: You know that—that's Captain Crunch, and uh, what's the other one? Like, well, the Crunch Berries, obviously. It just destroys the roof of your mouth.
2: Oh yeah, it kills is. it. Yep.
3: It's like uh, eating that, like that
2: one bite of hot pizza. But that's half the reason you love it. You're though. screwed for three days. Yeah, it's you kind, burn. You're it's your kind roof. of masochistic. You love I it. I keep
3: for like these blizzardous, blizzardis—is mm-hmm. that a word we just made up? blizzardous like conditions. So anyway, fast forwarding again, making a long story longer. Uh, I keep a bag of Totino's pizza rolls in the fridge. <laughs> because, I mean,
2: like, you wow. never know. I'll talk about a securitist story. <laughs>
3: oh, my God. I mean, it's like, I got to tell you, they're so goddamn good in a pinch. Yeah. I mean, there's a paragraph of just like trioglycerate nitrate. You know, it's just like, I know it. I don't
2: just don't look i
3: don't don't look. don't look yeah you know 45 to a minute in the microwave mm-hmm. they explode a little bit they you know they poof out their little fake sausage <laughs> i got the, the combination ones i, I, I did the, the the fake mystery sausage ones but in a pinch they are amazing Oh yeah, for storm like conditions yep. that we're getting this weekend or this week so it's we're recording on a tuesday not like a Freaking matters right. uh, t- to the listeners because it's going to end up on iTunes and
2: and that's you know, what uh, sick days are for anyway.
3: That's what sick days are for. That's what uh, jars of peanut butter are for. You know, so it's just one of those things you keep in the house, and it's nice to have uh, security beverages. Oh yeah, uh, to to help keep warm on an evening because uh, here we are. It's uh, you know nine something in the evening, a perfect time of day to do a podcast. Uh, so again, visit danimalplanetradio.com. Uh, so obviously, with you not being retail, so this is just pure hobby.
2: Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's I, you know, most of it is the enjoyment of creating. It's it's creation. I probably only drink maybe about a quarter of my own beer between the beer that I. Uh, Drink I give away to friends uh, and family. Uh, You know, you bring it instead of bringing stupid old potato salad or chips or (laughs) or, (laughs) vegetables to a party or or a picnic. You bring a six pack of homebrew beer. Man, you are the hero. um, Between that and and sending beer off to competitions, uh, you know, I probably only drink about a quarter of it. But I mean, it's it's more for me the love of creation. It's it's putting you know. developing this um a recipe deciding what you want it to turn out like making it and then finally taking that first step first sip when you finally bottle it and it's you know or from the keg and you take that first sip and you're like fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs)
3: yeah no and that's the awesome about the creation part and Mm -hmm. you've you've brought over many samples for me you know samples i mean like you'll bring a six pack Mm -hmm. there'll be six different beers in there oh yeah you know maybe sometimes two of the same one right now i've been a big fan of the nugget i'm a fan of all of them Mm -hmm. but just certain styles sometimes like i said i'll hold up to the light and be like "Eh, not right now
0: right you know save it
3: for later sometimes you'll have a big bomber bottle i'll be like all right boom i'm gonna chill that (laughs) and i'm gonna have some cheese with it or whatever Right. Um, I've noticed all the times you bring beer, you don't ever bring any Tylenol or anything or Pedialyte that might help me the next day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's up to you. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> up
3: to me. You know, I'll get to shovel a lot of snow tomorrow. Yep. That, that, that'll be my yep. uh, my punishment. Uh, but one thing I have noticed about your joy of creating and sharing, you mm-hmm. know, you obviously attended kindergarten, you, lo- you are a big fan of sharing things, is that... And I'm sure you know people that do this, too. And I'm I'm ashamed to do it. Like you said, you're invited over somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I get it. Like, you, somebody bakes a casserole. Like, at holidays and stuff, when we're not hosting, I make a green bean casserole. Like, oh, you know, Dan lame, made pasta. Lame. It's like, I didn't really make the pasta. I just boiled it and covered it in sauce. I didn't really make the green bean casserole. I combined it, prepared right. it. Yeah. Yes, it is good. It's actually better the next day because then everything gets to... <laughs> Kind of hang out and mold together, but it's not like you bring the green bean casserole to a party and then bring it home. You don't bring beer to people's houses yourself. I mean, and then Mm -hmm. oh, you didn't drink all those. I'm I'm bringing them home. Oh, you always bring things and you leave them. I'm telling you, we all have that friend or that cousin or that brother or whoever that you go to a party and you bring them, say. Case of their favorite beer or whatever, yeah. and then you end up taking whatever wasn't used home. I think that is grounds for never being invited over ever oh, yeah, again. Definitely, that's that's
2: unconscionable.
3: And I could count on one hand how many times I actually went over somewhere and like didn't right. bring anything. Mm-hmm. And that was the way we were raised. Like, hey, you're invited over somewhere, you bring something. Now you mentioned potato salad. My dad happens to make like the greatest. Oh.
0: I potato have salad. nothing
2: against potato salad. It's Ugh. one of my favorite things. But you know, you go to a party or, or a picnic, everybody brings potato salad. or Sure, whatever. totally. You, you bring some beer and and well, you're... especially
3: like the varieties. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, cra- like you know, Matt Melanson and mm-hmm. you know, they love to tease me over at Crow Peak because they're like, oh, Dan likes his you know the the light you know whatever. I'm like, well, I mean, the Canyon Cream and the summer you know the Easy Living Summer Ale. Right. You know, there's a reason.
2: You know, they brewed it. Mm-hmm.
3: I didn't be like, "Hey, you need to you need to brew something really light and crisp right. and and utterly delicious."
2: Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You, you There's nothing wrong with it. You like what you like. I mean, it's it's all personal taste. I like big. Uh, dark heavy beers yeah yeah exactly oh i also (laughs) like ipas i mean so do i but you know my wife loves sours i can't drink a sour they i i hate them but she loves them i mean you love what you love yeah drink what you love and love what you drink yeah it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks about that beer no and you you know we
3: have fun with it uh matt and and heath our good friend heath johnson uh the heath bar is the name of his podcast i i do highly recommend checking it out the two of them did a podcast uh, a few weeks back maybe it was january or february i can't remember anymore because it was so f-ing cold out they all just like blend together anymore but they talked about you know a lot of the you know things that cr- going on at crow peak and same thing like pro home brewer this mm-hmm. region this area the rapid city hills you know like the the hills area very, very supportive. And I, I wanted to bring that up too about your home brewers meetings that you would get together with. And we also have that here in the hills with musicians. The guy I just mentioned, Heath. You know, he has spent so much time unselfishly creating opportunities and events for us all to get together and support each other. Right? Do you get that sense from obviously this area? The home brewers get together and you share what you've what you've done uh, or in like in Colorado because Oh definitely You know there's uh, You know in, in music really And kind of in Chicago I'm not trying to put Chicago down But it's such a huge market That I didn't get that sense Of like local musicians Really trying to like Because it was like Every man for themselves And I did music full time As my only ounce of income Yeah And I say ounce Because a lot of them Only paid in ounces Not dollars <laughs> <laughs> I made tens of dollars At many gigs <laughs> But it was just like yeah. you didn't want to I mean I don't want to say this, but like I'm sure I had moments in my like, you know, younger, just unex- inexperienced life, like, well, I'm not gonna that guy's gonna steal my gig. Like I right. I wanna play there tonight because I got rent due. Mm-hmm. You know, or my car I've got a flat tire my whatever. You have gotta pay your pay your rent. Uh but in this area, I mean it's you know, Heath especially has like totally Gone out of his way, mm-hmm. you know, creating South Dakota songwriters and all these events and just thinking of other musicians all the time other than himself. Right. And I'm like, how do you do it? You know, and it's awesome. Yeah. You know, and, but
2: and brewers are kind of the same way. That's what
3: I was like, got to yeah. get to. It's mm-hmm. like, I know a few other friends. Uh, you, you met Eric Schmidt. Yep. Um, yep. You know, he's given me some of his before. And it's like, wow. You know, mm-hmm. and again, doing it in his kitchen. Yeah. You know, yep. a lot of people just don't think, like, well, it's not on the shelf. So it's not worth drinking. It's like, no. I mean, I'm lucky to know somebody that creates this amazing stuff that, you know, the average person you tell them, like, oh, my, I'm always telling me, oh, my buddy Joe brews his own beer. My my buddy Joe. Yeah, that's his house right there. Where does he do the beer? In the house.
2: Yeah, or on the back porch or in the garage. Or in the garage. I hung out with
3: you in the garage. We're just Mm -hmm. hanging out one Sunday afternoon. You're brewing beer. Yep. It's like people just can't grasp that because they only watch the news or you know Mm -hmm. they're they're they're, a lot of people god bless them they can't think for themselves so they either saw it on tv and if they didn't see it on tv in our case with radio with musicians if we don't have a song on the radio you know 50 times a day we're failures right so it's you know you're in in your line of work with the beer like you're constantly up against like oh, i don't see you at the store or you don't have a label on it it's like yeah but it's still out there. It's yeah. still, I mean, in this in this area of your meetings, like how many home brewers are in this area alone? You think, um, you know, here
2: to Rapid and, and yeah, whatnot. here to Rapid. There's there's a lot. There's actually a the Ale Riders uh, Homebrew Club is in Rapid City, wow. and they've got I think they have a pretty good sized club. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of brewers, and you know, sometimes there's there's brewers that maybe brew once a year, and there's some that'll do you know several hundred gallons a year so it's you know it's all up to you and you, yeah. you make what you like that's one of the you know great things about home brewing is you know what you like so you make it how you like it you know you don't have to worry about finding that right beer cuz it's a seasonal beer on the shelf Yep. You make it how you like it.
3: Yeah, and, and a lot of breweries and bars will do that. They'll rotate it in and out. Right. Like the Longhorn does it. Oh yeah. You know, Definitely. right now it's you know, it's cold and you know, we want sweater weather beverages. Mm-hmm. But like I still will go in there and be like, I oh, used you, you know, of course they still have Speed Goat, yep. which is a year round hit. Yeah. Canyon Cream Ale with Crow Peak down the road. Uh, I always I don't know if it's like a dyslexic thing or not, but in Sedona, Arizona, where I used to live, it was Oak Creek right. brewery. Right. And Fred Krauss, the creator of that one, worked for Budweiser for many years. Really? Yeah. So he would he and then he moved to Sedona or whatever his history was. Really nice guy. And he won awards. Mm-hmm. You know, the Oak Creek Amber was his real big one. And that was, I mean, who knows what they're making now. I have unfortunately I haven't been to Sedona now in a few years. Um, I'm trying to get up there this I'm gonna be in Arizona a couple times this month, actually. Uh, but it's just like one of those just chill places, yeah. Like Crow Peak, mm-hmm. you just go in there, and you know, I hate to say it, but that's why it was a hit TV show, Cheers, where everybody knows your name, mm-hmm. because I love playing at Crow Peak. Everybody in there, including the owners and the management and the and the staff, they're all tremendous people. Right. And the customers are all tremendous people.
2: Well, and it's generally a really small, close knit group. It's, it's one of those uh, small world kind of things where yeah, a lot of times you know each other even from the homebrewing days. And one sure. guy will branch; he'll start a brewery, and maybe ten years later, another guy from that homebrew club will start a brewery in another city. So they, yeah. everybody really knows each other, and a lot of time, and they really support each other. A lot of times, you know, these small breweries they'll get together; they'll do collaborations. So it's really not. I, I don't think a lot of the Especially the small The micro breweries That don't distribute nationally They don't see it as competition With no. other people They see it as a way to Create A way to Make a, a better beer By getting together With another brewery And, and trading ideas And, totally. and methods Yeah it's And that's what's
3: going on In Spearfish right now mm-hmm. Sorry I'm eating Dots pretzels You can hear me Eating these things And you're like Man that sounds really good And you know what They are Yeah they are So Crow Peak. And then we got Spearfish Brewing Company. Yep. And now we have Sawyer Brewing Sawyer Company. Brewing, yeah. And they're all like, it's not like, you do breaks, I do breaks. Screw you. My right. breaks are better. Right. You know, it's like, no, they, they embrace each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just so cool. I mean, you know, yep. Spearfish is just an amazing little town. Yeah. It's but <laughs> this area itself, you know, like I talked about my musician friends, you know, brewing and everything. It's like, all right, you're in business, but- they're all confident in their product now. Sawyer is the new that's kid right. on the block, yep. but they'll they'll get it figured out. Oh you know yeah, what I mean they yeah. have a cool space; it's chill.
2: They've just started and already they they have some pretty darn good beers. They, they sure do. They have a couple of beers that recipe and, in my opinion, and that's all that that all of this is is opinion. But my opinion, uh, they could use a little tweaking, but that'll yeah. come with time. And they'll that's get fine. there. But there's some there's a couple of their beers that are uh, really good. Their stout right now is really really good. Awesome. Their Kolsch is awesome i, I really like Coles. it yeah yeah
3: it's fun like we talked about amy in, in the pizza place two mm-hmm. years ago she opened and i and i remember you know we laughed about it the other day when we were in there with her about you know um you know Tripadvisor and the way people love to you know you could be in the restaurant and this goes on everywhere oh yeah. you know we yelp and, and yep. TripAdvisor. you know i i never use them if i'm out of town and i'm like where do i eat let me go on TripAdvisor and find out. Right. Because I'm gonna rely on some other Jagoff. Right. Because yep. he you know, his Pepsi was flat and so he's gonna like trash the place. Yep. So people locally here were you know, I overhear things like, Oh, I didn't like the pizza that she didn't do this or she didn't do that. And I'm like, Oh, really? In Sundance, Wyoming, we are pizza experts because we can compare it to what else? What? If anything, the I'm the goddamn start. pizza expert. I'll, I'll tell you. Yep. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And I get the, I usually get the veggie pizza mm-hmm. and I ask her if, if she's got the time to do it, but like, you know what, can I get the veggies a little extra well done? You know, and you know what her answer is?
2: If she's not slammed. yeah, oh Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, Hey, you're the one eating it. You're the one paying for it. But yeah. like. Man, in a small town like that, you're like, oh, I just didn't like it. I'm going to go to Fresh Start and get the pizza there at the gas station. Yeah, like, right. Oh, oh really? Yeah. You better get some Pepto Bismol and some, you know, laxatives or something with it because you're going to need it.
2: You yeah, better then, bring uh, a roll of paper towels to mop up all yeah, grease. Yeah, and,
3: and a bag of peas. And you're going to need it for your bunghole when you're done. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, there's a mental image. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> We're talking bungholes here on Tanimal Planet Radio. Uh, Joe Monks is uh, my guest here. We're in the uh, Danimal basement. Uh, it's finally not thirty below zero down here, so it's been nice to. When I did the Dots Pretzel podcast, it was I was like, Oh uh, yeah, I' blowing them all. Oh, it was brutal. She was a great guest because you ask her one question, and she just like it's like she's been doing it for 20 years right that's what i was saying like 2012 you created these things like people have been trying to perfect these you know doritos i'd love to know the dorito story oh, i guarantee yeah. you they didn't just roll those out i have not had like a dorito i've never bought a bag of doritos since i've been you know gaining weight with these starchy little things <laughs> boy are they good they are good man are they good mm-hmm. so yeah uh it's in what are some of the like we've we've hung out at the independent alehouse? Oh, know, yeah, just yep. amazing chalkboard of just like, uh, and now they've got that monitor. A lot of the bars are doing mm-hmm. that now. Killian's added one yep. where it's you know, it's a monitor and like me and my like horrible eye vision. You know, I've got my my by folky laws uh, here, which uh, helps with editing podcasts, by the way. Um,
2: yeah, that monitor you—you you probably don't know, and a lot of people don't know that monitor is actually online. It's—it's—it's it's, it, it's viewable on a on an app called Digital Poor. Yeah, and uh, so I mean, you go onto this app and you—you you just look up. You know, they've got a map of the U.S. You can you know zoom in just like you know Google Maps or whatever, and it shows a little beer glass where every uh, establishment that uses Digital Pour, you click on it and it brings up the. Uh, the the whole drink list and you can wow. see what beers they have what style what uh, what brand and even how full the keg is how so, full the keg is so I th- thought
3: that and it's like a different awesome. color yeah it's green if it's full like a fuel gauge yeah exactly and like it's like a bright yellow if it's like running low yep. you know which I'm thinking
2: well that's great because you know oh I gotta try that with beer or that's one of my favorite beers oh no it's at ten percent I better get my ass in there and get how one. about
3: the disappointing feeling when you go into a place like that that offers you know 40 ta- i mean
2: yeah they probably have about 40 taps yeah but then like you ask for the one mm-hmm. and they're out of it that always happens to me it never fails it never fails i usually when i'm out with my wife you know if we'll each be ordering a beer i will order the one that's empty and usually <laughs> usually it'll be a two, a two or three times maybe even four times before i get the one that i actually that they actually have <laughs> it never fails it's
3: it's a major buzz kill yeah um Oh, what was it? Yeah, uh, two weeks ago I was in Dallas, and then but they have Deep Elm Brewing Company there. I mm. mean, there's several in, in Dallas. I mean, there's every they're everywhere. Oh yeah. So I had only had Deep Elm products at the airport, and I always thought, all right, well I'm passing through Dallas a lot, but it's usually just at the airport. Well, this time we were there performing. I did the tourist thing again. I went down to the grassy knoll and did the you know John F Kennedy stuff and you know it was right. cool as a beautiful day in Dallas it was probably 70 degrees and and it's uh, been
2: 70 degrees here in about 6 months uh, it's
3: it's like it wouldn't be 70 degrees in a video game right now like if you had a video <laughs> game like Sim City and you created Sundance 70 degrees isn't even an option between <laughs> like October and May yeah you know like we're not going to see 70 degrees until probably like June, June 12th yeah you know like mark my words yep. June 12th i'm just going to throw it out there You know, I'm just a disgruntled winter person right now, because it has been one for the books, which is why we're doing a beer podcast right now. We're going to go out and take whatever we don't drink and pour it on the driveway, the chili ale, and it'll melt the six inches of ice that I have at my front door. Uh, So anyway, I made a point to, after doing the tourist thing, walking around to, go. I'm like, I got to go to Deep Ellum. All I had to do, you know, they say like when you're going to have an alcoholic beverage it your judgment and don't operate heavy machinery. <laughs> Does an elevator count? No. <laughs> like one of those. It was the hotel. Like you had to swipe your
2: card. And it took about little, three or four times. Wow! Well, I was
3: just like, if "That's all I got to do tonight." Then I'm good. I'm yeah. Not hurting anybody. I'm not hurting right. myself.
2: Yep. Bucket, knock them back.
3: Exactly. Yep. All of these home breweries, or not home breweries, but the, microbreweries. The microbreweries they're all chill and you go in there and you're like, yes. I mean, the minute I stepped foot in the place, I was like, yes, they had a game on. It just happened to be the Chicago Blackhawks playing the Dallas stars, (laughs) but I still had a great time hanging out with, with people. They, they serve some food. Some of them serve food. Some of them don't, but Mm -hmm. it was still a chill place. Sometimes there, you know, people and their dogs are running around.
2: Yeah. A lot of them are dog friendly. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: don't mind the dogs. It's the other two legged creatures. Yeah. Like, you know, that are not adults what, yeah. what are they called kids
2: carpet crawlers <laughs> <laughs> slap, curtain climbers slap
3: recipients <laughs> <laughs> you know? like i am not a fan of you know enjoying an adult beverage while there's kids running around
2: no definitely not there's that's that's actually been a really big uh discussion big battle for uh, you know craft breweries in the last several years is do kids belong at breweries or not there's, bars there's, period there's some brewery some microbreweries craft breweries that have been hosting birthday parties for kids because why the parents are going to hang out and they're going to drink beers for several hours but i don't want to sit at a, at a brewery and, and no. ha- try to taste my flight
3: and have an adult conversation and, with yeah. somebody and have to look over your shoulder and be like Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot little Johnny's here.
2: Yeah, I don't wanna have to not try to try to not drop an F bomb.
3: Let's let's change our subject to uh you know, Little Caesars or Showbiz right. Pizza. Yeah. You know, it's just like I went on a tangent one night, I was playing at the Grand Mountain Grand in Deadwood, where thank God, it's all adults. Mm-hmm. Meaning, yeah, like you yeah. just yeah. said. Now I don't I mean, maybe off mic and off stage, yeah. Yeah, I, oh yeah. I'm a little vulgar. A little. You know. No. Yeah.
2: You know, hey, I
3: can swear every now and then, <laughs>
2: <laughs> every now and then, <laughs> every, every
3: four minutes. Yeah. You know, there But like, I don't do it around certain people. You know right. what I mean? It's yeah. just like, I get it. Like, Hey, I can clean up my act, but you know what? I'm an adult. I pay taxes.
2: Fuck you. I'm paying for the beer.
3: Yeah. yeah. You know, if I want to be able to swear at home or on the road or, you know, that bleep of a light. You know, or that goddamn pothole, whatever. (laughs) I don't, you know, I don't go out of my way. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. I have a guilty conscience. I can remember times growing up where I've hurt people's feelings and Mm -hmm. I I don't like it, you know? Sure, sure. But at the same time, I really don't give a shit what anybody thinks. (laughs) (laughs) But I have my faults. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, I agree with you. And I've played a lot of restaurant gigs and and Mm -hmm. stuff where there's just like, you know, I'm like, I'm not doing this. To entertain kids while they sip on their Pepsi and color little coloring book things and eat their pizza,
2: or run around and yell and bang into you, uh, and knock into the knock, mic stand, knock stuff and, over. and, and yeah.
3: then the parents come over and be like, "Do you know the Unicorn Song?" <laughs> and I'm going to include that clip of that stupid <laughs> song in this podcast. So if you like song I know a lot of people. I've never even
2: heard of that. Oh,
3: oh, yeah, it's 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 mostly associated. With With uh, Irish season Which is what we're in St. Patrick's Day (laughs) And uh, it's I I have You know like I'm very stubborn My dad's from Ireland I have been to Ireland I have celebrated it In Ireland Which is awesome by the way I bet But you know I've enjoyed my Irish heritage Properly And not this Cookie cutter bullshit You go to Target And buy this Lime green It's not even Mm -hmm. like Real Irish green like, oh, he's, he's got, he's got a guitar. Right. I'm sorry. I'm always using a woman voice, but it's usually the women. <laughs> dudes don't come up and harass dude musicians. I'm just going to say that out loud. Most of the time, dudes are like, oh, it's all good, man. And they'll throw a tip. Mm-hmm. I've had several like moms come up and do you know the unicorn song? I'm like, do you need another
1: cigarette or? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and I'm like, there's always that asshole that comes up and says,
1: play fogging Molly.
2: Yeah, or Danny Boy. I'll
3: show you my flogging Molly. <laughs> that's no. one
2: of my favorite pastimes is heckling you at your shows.
3: <laughs> but, I mean, are you, you like Guinness? I mean, that's a... Oh,
2: hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, nope. it's,
3: it's one of those kind of crossover I can drink stouts, that
2: all year long. I mean, yeah. most people say, oh, you can't drink a stout in the summertime. No, I, that you, I can drink all year long. And
3: people think it's like, okay, because of the texture, it's a thick
2: you it's know, not even that. It's thick. not even
3: the. It's not no, like carb-wise it's, and calorie-wise. It's, it's less. Pretty light. It's there's yeah. charts out there again. Go on the internet. <laughs> you're gonna find
2: the truth on the internet. Get your ass <laughs> online and find it. It's an easy. It's that's a really easy drinking. You know, good Irish stout beer. And what I like is
3: uh, every now and then you get a little bottle of uh, Bailey's. Yep. Mix that with some coffee.
2: Yeah. You're. You're That's actually uh, one of the beers that I'm going to do next is a uh, Irish breakfast stout. Ooh, it's going to be a good uh uh dry Irish stout that I've done before th- for the base and then I'm going to have uh some coffee beans that I'm going to soak in some Jameson mm. and some uh some oak cubes so it basically is going to be like a coffee barrel aged stout. Yum. Oh yeah, I can't wait to do that one. So
3: this is uh ACMS
2: yeah, that's a that's another stout. It's a milk stout. It's basically, it's like a Aztec or, or a Mexican chocolate milk stout. So it's it's a milk stout. It's got lactose in it. Lactose do, oh. is a it's a sugar that doesn't ferment. You give Welcome me that stupid. God, you're retarded. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> My hands <laughs> are, are cold. It's ha, chilly down have here. You never opened a Grolsch bottle. Yes, before? I have actually. I'm a... But yeah, this is basically just a milk stout. It's got lactose. Doesn't uh, the Sorry, lactose what? doesn't get? Uh, um, oh boy. Oh, you're even spilling it. God, what an I'm spilling asshole. Spilling
3: it on my White Sox towel. Yeah. I'm not going to drink too much of this. I'm not lactose intolerant, but no. I try to just avoid
2: But it's got uh, some, again, some, a little bit of habanero, but it's got a little cayenne and, and some uh, some other peppers in there. It's mm. got some chocolate. It's got a little cinnamon and vanilla. So it's kind of like ordering a, uh, you know, Mexican coffee or a Mexican hot chocolate.
3: Damn, oh. that's good. Smooth
2: yeah yeah it's a nice it's like again this you know you think stout and you think oh it's gonna fill me up but this it's a really light beer i mean this i think it's this is only about four and a half percent no kidding so it's pretty light beer i mean you could drink a couple of these and not feel bad ab- well yeah you know i mean it's probably got some carbs in it i have no idea but it's not gonna fill you up
3: yeah no that's uh it's very like all the all the ingredients and in, you know flavors that you mentioned mm-hmm it's, it's they all meld it's, pretty well it's rounded out nicely together like not yeah. one
2: right. particular thing sticks out you get a out. little cinnamon you get a little vanilla a yeah little like the barbacoa
3: like you like I could definitely like oh okay that's got like I said yeah, on the back end heat. it's got a little mm-hmm. heat to it but this is like this is a very it's rounded pretty balanced mm-hmm. yeah I like it so like if you were to if you had a restaurant and you were serving obviously only your beers and somebody rolled up and said you know I'll have one of these and what do you recommend I have with it <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I'd Do probably have a onion burger rings? with I'd have a burger with So a burger, yeah, I would think. I'd definitely have a burger with you know. this. Yeah. Um, you know, probably some kind of red meat, you know. Even a steak. Steak could be good with this. You know, it's yeah. it's it's you know, it's a stout it's a lighter stout, but it's still a stout, so it's got that Dark, rich, roasty uh chocolate and coffee overtones. So, you're not going to have a salmon or, or uh, chicken with it.
3: Spritzer so. with it? <laughs> yeah. Can I have a.
2: Do you have a nice little no, thing we'll of cod fish here, please? Punch you in the face if you order a spritzer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good.
2: Ah. <laughs> <sighs> this one is done pretty well at uh competitions, too. That's cool. So, yeah.
3: which ones? I mean, like, let's say you what? 25, 30 beers that you made.
2: Oh man, probably. probably I mean, like at least that. On on
3: on. A, I don't mean like one you've done once and the yeah, same, you know. Yeah. But like, say if there's something you've done several times. Like,
2: yeah, probably about you know maybe about fifteen to twenty that that's I've awesome. done many you know many times over many iterations. Sure, yeah, yep. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. This uh, one I've done probably two or three times. Wow. Yep, I tweak it a little bit and try to make it better. Wow. To improve on it mm.
0: excuse
3: me
2: exactly a
3: pretzel lactose burp right there i am gonna have some more yeah that's got a nice nice round i like it but it's interesting because like i mentioned earlier about working at uh, rock bottom brewery in chicago so yeah like they want you to be able to properly suggest but they <coughs> they they pitched that, oh, we're not that corporate because, like, Rainforest Cafe had their like, hi, have you been here before? Oh my God, my name is Steve. Uh, try our cheesecake. You know, they got the goofy ass. <laughs> Are they even uh, around uh, anymore? Rainforest Cafe, I think so. Really? Now, that where it was in Chicago. It was in that touristy part a lot of locals didn't really go around no the the rock and roll mcdonald's
0: mm.
3: it was like the biggest mcdonald's in the world you know whatever
2: friggin deal still mcdonald's all all
3: those cookie cutter you know touristy Mm. shit like you know navy pier gotta have dot pretzels when you're gotta have them when you're a doing a
1: podcast oh look at the dog just emerges oh is that a crinkled up bag of pretzels food is that
3: food? food so uh when you move to uh oregon the greater uh corvallis area wherever you guys end up do you plan on kind of reestablishing and and entering you know i hope
2: so I, yeah. i'd like to i mean but i've already scoped out some nice uh breweries along the way that i'll <laughs> probably stop and check out <laughs> <laughs> well, strategically I mean, and that's
3: what's cool and it's like again like i said about hanging out at crow peak i mean they're just they're and i'm sure sawyer's like this i i popped into sawyer for like Ten minutes once. Mm-hmm. If friends were already there eating, they do like wood fire pizzas. And
2: I stopped in there a week or two ago, and the owner was in there, and I talked to her. Her and her husband owned the place, and I talked to her awesome. for about a half an hour about yeah. you know how they got into brewing, and and you know they started out as home brewers too.
3: Would that be is that something that you would ever you know?
2: Yeah, maybe I don't know. I, I, at that point, it becomes kind of like a job, and then you, it's not i don't think it'll be fun anymore it's like oh you got to do it i don't know i i've got a friend that started a brewery and you know he loves it but it's a hobby it's something fun it's something that you know like i said before it's creating yeah it's a way to get those creative juices out and, and make something that you love and other people love that's half the fun of it is clearly sharing it with friends and family and seeing you know, getting feedback from them or just seeing them take the first sip and going, whoa. Oh,
3: give me now, I mean, like, and by trade, you're a geologist. Yeah. So, I mean, does is there any.
2: Oh, that goes hand in hand with drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, that's I mean, a request. I mean, if you're a geologist, you got to be an alcoholic, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. A
3: rockaholic?
2: No, no, alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you oh, for yeah. clarifying that. <laughs>
3: I'm just saying, like, all right. That's like required. You know, there's. There's people, like I mentioned, uh, Heath Johnson, who, who does the Heath Bar podcast. Uh, he calls it Conversations on Tap, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had Matt Melanson, who works at Crow Peak and handles a lot of their distribution and stuff now. Um, and he's just a total f- stick. He's just a great dude, oh, yeah, totally. fun to hang out with, but yep. just awesome guy, tall, skinny, teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Just fun dude. And like I was saying, I can't say it enough. Like they're They're just tremendous people. You know, mm-hmm. and then that—that's why I love playing there. Yes, I like their products. I don't—I don't, I don't right. get into all of them. Yeah, you know, you'll do a flight and you sample some things, but just like I just like being in there, like, and I like performing in there. Yeah, it's a different nice environment. Their customers, mm-hmm. their patrons, are great people. They're fun people. It's chill. It's relaxed. And uh, you, you always know,
2: know at least one person in there. Totally, you can just sit down and have a beer and talk about whatever. Yeah. Well, they they usually have a food truck too if it's nice out, you know, pizzas or whatever.
3: Food trucks are amazing. In May, we, you know, Lisa's birthday is in the middle of May. We went up to Sheridan finally. You know, I, well, we went to Blacktooth and Luminous Brewery and they had food trucks out there. And one of them was a Thai food restaurant. Oh. oh my God. Oh man. They had a, you know, Thai food is Thai food. I mean, if you've never had Thai food, you need to, you know, I mean, like, Start living your life. Yeah. Generous bowls. Not like a food truck, like, oh, here's a little sample. You know? Mm -hmm. Small plate. No, it was a bowl of Thai food with the curry and the marsala. I mean, it was just like, oh, my God. It was amazing. They were (laughs) getting ready to close up. I went and got a second one. Like, in a matter of minutes, I just... (laughs) Oh, yeah. And Sheridan is another one of those cool, Mm -hmm. chill mountain towns. Yep. Beautiful scenery. Right at the base of the Bighorn Mountain. Oh, God.
1: It's
2: just
3: beautiful. And I'm like... I actually your,
2: got stuck in Sheridan for two nights one time, coming home from Missoula, Montana, visiting a friend. Terrible. I, I hit the Wyoming state line, and boom, it was a wall of white. It took me two hours to go about, what is that, about 25 miles? That, yeah. And I finally, I got one of the last last rooms in the Holiday Inn there, and I spent two nights because the interstate was closed, and that's Wyoming.
3: Well, we're going to take a quick break because we need to grab a few more samples I want to talk about. Uh, you're listening to Danimal Planet Radio. We're going to talk about where Joe went to school, a little bit more where he's from. You've lived all over the place, yeah. including South America. Yep. Uh, we want to talk about that, too, when we come back. So, listening to Danimal Planet, AnimalPlanetRadio.com.
2: I feel bad, really, for Akeem. Uh, the way that play turned out, I went back and watched it, which I didn't have a chance to do yesterday. I the deliberate play by the receiver. To take out a keep no attempt to get open
1: and i'll let the league handle the discipline on that play it's not for me to decide but it's one of the worst plays i've seen And that's all I'm going to say about that. Jenny, and that's all I have to say about that. Why don't you love me, Jenny? I'd make a good husband, Jenny. Jenny, I'm not a smart man, Jenny. But I know what love is, Jenny. Will you marry me, Jenny? And that's all I'm going to say about that. Jenny, and that's all I have to say about that. The
0: Booze Hounds return.
3: Back here on Animal Planet Radio, Dan McGinnis, and I'm joined with uh, Joe Monks, creator of The Drunken Cat Brewery here in Sundance, Wyoming. So, uh, as I said before the break, uh, bringing up where you went to school, you are a proud Boilermaker. That's
0: right. Hell yeah.
3: (laughs) Indiana, baby. Yep, that's right. And in the heartland of not only just like, you know, the Big Ten, but just, you know, when you go to a school like that, you despise every other school. In the Big Ten.
2: Well, no, you don't despise. You, you despise Indiana University and Notre Dame. True. And Ohio State and, and Michigan. And Michigan. <laughs> yeah, so most of them.
3: Illinois is off limits because they're not a threat
2: really ever. Yeah, or for anything. <laughs> for anything.
3: But uh, Purdue, the Boilermaker uh, men's basketball team.
2: Yeah, that's right. Pur- a big shout out to them. They won tr- the 24th year. Uh, Big Ten champion, regular season championship Damn. this year. Leads the Big Ten by I think two, two or three championships. Uh, IU is the next in line, and we're a couple ahead of them now. So wow! Oh yeah, you know um, that Carson Edwards man, he's uh, he's killing it. And, <laughs> you know, supported by uh, you know Grady Eifert the kind of sleeper cell of, of the team. He's grits it out every every game and, you know, he's always diving for the ball, getting getting <laughs> in there, sacrificing his body. Man, you gotta love that kid. Yeah, you he started gotta start as a walk on and wow. his senior year now he's he got a, a scholarship. I mean, that's like the true, you know, uh, making it glory story right that's there. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yep.
3: We talked about like Big Ten schools. Other like in the Indianapolis area. Good you, got, you got Butler yeah. You know, oh, who's yeah. in, you know, sort of recent years has mm-hmm. had a. I was at the Butler Duke championship game and okay. I think it was 09. Oh, yeah. They usually
2: have a pretty good team. Yeah. For basketball. I mean, but in their
3: like, in uh, my band that I was in several years back, we played a gig at Davidson College mm-hmm. in North Carolina near uh, Charlotte when they had just reach the elite eight and i think uh Mm -hmm. they just knocked off wisconsin so unknown tiny little davidson college with steph curry who's like one of the greatest (laughs) shooters in the history of the game now on the uh, golden state warriors um it was cool to be on campus it was two days after they got eliminated nobody cared Mm -hmm. that they lost at that point they were just like they made it that far they were partying their asses off Mm -hmm. but uh going to school at purdue Getting your degree in in geology. Yep, you know that's right. uh, I always knew Purdue to be a great veterinarian school. That was like my thing. Like sophomore year high school, I was like, I'm going to Purdue. Purdue always stuck out to me. Like outside of your career field, what are some of the other things that you liked about Purdue?
2: Um, the size of the student body. I mean, there's. At least when I was there in the 2000s, I mean, it was about 40,000 students. And so there's a club for everything. Oh, you want to go here? Yeah. Um, but so... You trust me to open this? Yeah. Oh uh, Well, we'll see if you can figure it out this time. Oh, look at that. Hey. But there's, there's a club for everything. So if you're bored at a school like that, it's your own damn fault. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's... There's a group or something.
3: I played several gigs. A lot of those Indiana, Northern, Central Indiana yeah. universities had the Scotties brew
2: houses. Right, we I, had one of those, and right down on the levee
3: from the sh- south side of Chicago it was a. You know, some of them were a long drive, mm. and some of them like didn't pay shit. You know, like maybe a hundred bucks. So it's like yeah. I would play it and then just like go home, get home at like three in the morning. <laughs> like, oh,
2: well, that was uh, that break was even, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> I spent just as much on gas. Well, it wasn't
3: bad actually going home because it was you get the hour back sometimes Oh yeah that's right but depending yeah. on where yep. you know on that you know that highway 41 Yep, in Indiana, that was kind of the
2: cusp. Depending on what time of year it was, because exactly. Indiana at that time didn't have uh, daylight savings up until about what two thousand four. You're right. Yeah, and so half of the year you're on Eastern, half of the year you're on Central. God, that's crazy. And the entire year you don't know what the fuck you're on. And
3: here we are, just not even a. We're just like what three days removed from the mm-hmm. daylight savings time. You know, yep. and I'm still Which trying is to adjust. Crap! To it's begin such with. bullshit.
2: You're not saving anything. Stop. <laughs>
3: And I remember uh, it was Mike Allstott.
2: Oh yeah, the A Train,
3: who grew up on the South Side of Chicago, mm-hmm. and he was a fricking train, like you said. Yeah, that's right. Humongous, dude. Like the it. neck on that
2: dude. Yeah, played yeah. his entire career. Um, Tampa Bay, Tampa Buccaneers, Bay Buccaneers. Yep. yep. Great guy, great, uh, great football player, and of course, uh, Drew Brees. <laughs> I was there during yeah, the let's, Breeze. Let's talk years.
3: about some famous uh, oh, yeah. former Boilermakers. Oh, Drew Brees, obviously, he's got to be the best. I mean, he's oh, gotta,
2: yeah. Those were the, the great years for Purdue football. I mean, going to the Rose Bowl, we went to a bowl game every year. Uh, oh, it was awesome. great.
3: Like, you have a huge sense of pride. My brother went to Arizona State, mm-hmm. so he doesn't oh, yeah. necessarily take part in alumni events. Hey, I went to ASU, so he'll go to some ASU games or whatever. You follow Purdue. It's tough to oh. do in Wyoming. You can't really attend.
2: No, you got to travel for that. Right.
3: But like you are, you know, every other day you're posting on Facebook about, oh, boiler up, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. But like, I, I, you know, talking to yourself about that, like, okay, so the sports, there's that association. But what, like, at this point now, how many years has it been? She's chasing her tail. The dog is chasing her tail right now. You never see a cat doing that.
2: Like, uh, in circles. I had, I had a cat that did that in, until she caught it one time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but, like, what at this point, how many, 16 years since you've graduated?
2: Uh, I was always were About you 13 years. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, but like at this point, like what do you feel like you owe? Like do you like because you know there's people that still send big money to yeah. the university, like they need it. Well, <sighs> like what do you think you owe Purdue? Like because you're basically like Man. promoting the university that's proudly.
2: A, that's a deep question for all the beers we've had. Well, I'm just we're we're we're, <laughs> si- we're, we're sampling. <laughs>
3: yeah, but we're, you know what I mean. Like Shit. what do you get from Purdue at this stage of your life?
2: I get the name recognition. I
3: mean, well, I mean I, that that part. I don't mean to discount that. Like oh, yeah, you
2: should be af- you go, absolutely proud of. You go anywhere in the world and you say Purdue, and you say, well, for one thing, they automatically think you're an engineer. But um, yeah, you you're, get that you're, recognition. An, you're an
3: engineer of the earth.
2: Yeah, I, I've gotten I've gotten jobs just because of the name Purdue. Totally. Right.
3: Yeah, and I didn't mean to like. Well, what are you getting out of it? I'm just saying, like, oh, yeah. like. Aesthetically Like on the Like You're just like hey, You know you, You'd buy a hat Or a, a sweatshirt Right Whatever And you're watching their games Which okay Whatever You Big Ten Network Or if it's mm-hmm. on They're on TV quite a bit Oh yeah Obviously they're gonna do well Hopefully in the tournament hopefully. I'll be pulling for them for you damn right you will yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois is not in the goddamn tournament
2: it's a great community uh, you know all the alumni you go anywhere and, and you wear a shirt and, and you'll be walk. you'll be going through DIA on a, on one of the moving sidewalks and see somebody coming at me and I'll have my Purdue sweatshirt on and be like boiler up and you just yeah. high five across the uh, yeah
3: and like know. obviously you're a fan oh, I mean yeah. like you you still which is cool you honor your
2: time yeah, you can like, go to any big city and there's an alumni you know organization and you know for bowl games or, or basketball games they'll, they'll have get-togethers and you watch yeah it, you that's get together cool. and watch it
3: kind of like i'm jealous of in a very supportive way and, and respectful way of like military that right. brotherhood
2: yeah, yeah it's, that's right it's brotherhood it's a brotherhood it's, like you were you part of a select club
3: mm-hmm. you did your time it's like i'm just a fan but you went and put in the time yeah and the effort in the hours in the mm-hmm. hours of studying and the tests and you graduated and you're like yes you still choose to honor that which I think yeah. is cool you've
2: all been through the same and Indiana the same is cool
3: yeah I love Indiana mm-hmm. not just like particular schools but just we grew up near there and we vacationed there and went to right. the dunes and <clears throat> but uh, sorry right. you can cough into the mic that's right <laughs> <laughs> So we've been enjoying uh, again. What's this one called again?
2: What is this one called again? Oh, uh, Hoppy Hoppy Joy Joy. Yep, it's a uh, American barley wine. So it's a uh, big, um, malt, another big Malty beer that I like to make. You know, that's, that's kind of the style that I like, or big beers. But yeah. it's, uh, it's it, as opposed to like the the. Um, the wee heavy that we had earlier this one's really uh hoppy yeah so it's got a lot of malt a lot mm. of hops uh, this fermented out like eight and a half percent you
3: feel pretty happy when you're drinking it oh yeah it? yeah yep like life's pretty good right this now. is
2: this is one of my uh my birthday beers i brewed this on my birthday in uh oh shoot, what was it 2017 i think um it took about there's so much sugar in this it took the oh, yeast great. about uh grit well, no. It took I'm the yeast kidding. about a month to ferment it, um, so it ended up being about eight and a half, nine percent. But I left it in the the fermenter for about the next uh, nine months. So it took about a year to make this beer. It's awesome. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, so let's talk about that too. Like you, you mentioned Chelsea got you the book. Yep. And then you go from the book to is there like a starter kit?
2: Um. You know, some people start with kits. I just. I got some uh, malt extract and you know started experimenting with that and making some you really use like a
3: f- like a boiling pan on your stove like what what like say somebody listening right now like I want to brew my own beer what do I yeah. start it's like grab the yellow pages dude you know yeah. who reads the yellow pages um, anymore
2: You know what you start with about 3 pieces of equipment you've got um, a big uh, pot of uh, Brew kettle, okay, and you have a fermenter, and uh, you have some some bottles and some hoses, and you 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 throw some malt extract, which is basically just syrup, more or less, come from uh, malted barley. You throw it in pot. You throw some water in there. You throw some hops in there. You let it boil for a while. You cool it down. You put it in a fermenter. You cool it down a bit more. You throw some yeast in. And you forget about it for a few weeks until forget
3: about yep. it. Until I'm going to take it a, a very edge ed of guest that you can't pick yes. some of these items up at Walmart or something like where uh, where, would you, where would you where oh, would you go homebrew
2: like? store local homebrew store so or, where
3: would there be one around here
2: like um there's one in Rapid City really yep um.
3: But they don't have a Dunkin' Donuts.
2: No, they don't. <laughs> Jesus, I, I usually get mine when I go down to um, Colorado. Yeah, there's a lot of homebrew stores I, down there. You know and they've what? Got great.
3: Denver's just phenomenal, mm-hmm. and people, you know, years ago before we moved here, I was like, I want to move to Denver. Like, oh, smoke pot, yeah, marijuana. Yep. I have never smoked pot once in my life. Me neither. Yeah, I want to live in Colorado because I love Colorado. Yeah. You know, for, you know, I've got friends, and I've seen people brewing in their house, and they've got all these canisters and all these, I'm thinking, where the hell do you, where do you, where do you get that? Like, where do you, st-? I was just thinking, like, and I'm not going to be, I, I have no interest in going into the home brewers. I'm on the recipient end. <laughs> yeah. Like, you create, you know.
2: You're on the quality control end. The- <laughs> I love it. Yep. That's perfect. Quality
3: control. Yep. Oh, i do you see my clipboard? I've got my clipboard. Yeah, that's right. You know, we're going we we to make up a shirt with the title on it. So you start with this particular Happy Happy Joy Joy. Yep. Start to finish.
2: Which is an homage to Ren and Stimpy.
3: Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah.
2: Damn. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Happy Joy Joy? Wow. Oh, yeah. You know, I was just driving in my car one day, and I don't even know. It popped into my head. It It, popped in my head.
3: So start to finish, whatever the the quantity of that batch per se. Usually five gallons. Five gallons. Yep. Start to finish. You're yeasting. You're mixing. You're boiling. Mm -hmm. You're pouring and this and that. You go and take a leak, and then you come back and start to finish. How long to make five gallons?
2: Uh, depending on the beer, on average, probably several weeks. Wow. Yeah. I mean, but most of the time you're it's sitting in your basement and you're forgetting about it. I mean, one day you you boil it up, you cool it down, you pitch the yeast. See what he did there?
3: Boiler it up. There you go. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
2: Most of the work is in, in about two or three hours on the first day. And you put it in a fermenter, you throw the yeast in, you let it go for a while, and, yeah, and you don't mean you like you forget about it.
3: When I'm asking like start to finish you're not like in your lab coat staring at it the whole time. Well, I It's do. a process.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> you do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I've had beers that it's taken me a full year to make the beer. I well, like this happy, happy, joy, joy. It took me a year between fermenting, took a month, and then sitting in the secondary to mellow out for a bit. Mellow took out. Took about nine months and put it in a bottle. It has to bottle condition. Take another month or two. Yeah, it, it, it takes a while. So, this
3: particular one that I grabbed here before, which I've enjoyed several times in the past, it's got CCR on the cap.
2: What is it? Oh, that's a a Blondale with uh, Captain Crunch with crunch berries. It's a Blondale with a hint of Green River in it. Oh, look at it go. Holy shit, that's a fountain. It's a bottle bomb right Is there. Is there baking soda in this? Like, <laughs> where, how did this happen? That got a little bit overcarbonated,
3: I guess. So, yeah. Well, how, what happens there now? Uh, you I, open a beverage. Now, obviously, uh, uh, people have all been through this. You shake up a Pepsi. You're on yeah, accident. Yeah. You're carrying groceries up to your third floor apartment. And then you open something and it just...
2: Well, All that one, you which can, is
3: why I laid a towel down on the yeah, desk. Yeah,
2: good idea. Yeah, um, you, you carbonate your beer in one of two ways: either you you keg your beer and you put some uh, CO two gas from a oh, gas gas, yes. <laughs> 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 uh, from a, a you know a, a gas cylinder onto it, or if you're bottling your beer, you know, straight from the fermenter, you have to put a little bit of sugar in there, and the yeast ferments the sugar, and it creates carbon dioxide in the hmm. bottle, and that carbonates the beer just like as if you're cracking a beer from that you bought from the bottle shop well i guess i don't know maybe i put a little extra too much sugar in there and a little it, extra uh, oomph yeah it gave it a little oomph and well you yeah, know what that's all right
3: we can deal with oomph
2: yeah i have actually I haven't had uh, one of these in quite a while so
3: danimal planet radio AnimalPlanetRadio.com. joe monks is my guest as you mentioned earlier we've been talking about this for a couple years but Mm-hmm. You no, know, because initially I was like, hey, let's go to your house. That's where you have all your samples. Yep. Boom. Let's just do it. And then I realized like, ah, oh, you know what? This is already set up. I already have plenty of your samples here, which is great. It's fascinating for me to see, which is great that you have all these varieties, mm-hmm. but you're not a, re- like you said, you're you like the epitome of passion of creation. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, sharing. Yep. You have all these things. The samples, I mean, flavors and whatnot. Flavors isn't the way that I'm, you know, styles of beer. beer. Think of the people that maybe you've met that, like, brew at home that maybe come to your home brewers meetings that don't share the beer. Like, they'll bring... That doesn't happen. Well, you're probably right. Yeah,
2: it really doesn't. I mean, we... We do it for the love of it, and we do it to, to share it. I mean, that, like I said before, I mean, I oh, probably only good. drink about a quarter of my own beer. I give away most of my beer to friends and family.
3: I don't know what you're talking about.
2: No, not at all. No, I no, don't know no. what you're talking about. No, no. I no. never come over here with a case. Never. No. Oh, I. I that's, that's half of the fun is just giving away to people that appreciate it. If somebody appreciates it, I don't give them some beer because they appreciate it and they love it. That makes me happy. That's, I can make somebody else happy.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you.
2: Yeah. Damn right good for me.
3: Yeah. But it's it's a glorious thing because it's it's that thing about like, you know, when I was a bartender, you would say like somebody would come and be like, oh, I'll take a Kurz Light. I say Kurz Light. They yeah, don't Kers. ever say Coors. Yeah, Kurz It's always Kurz. Kers. Mm-hmm. Kurz Light. Got a buddy, my, my friend Mike Rempert in Chicago. We always laughed about that. He's in the big leagues of restaurants. He works mm-hmm. at Gibson's Italia. You know, we talk about this all the time. Where is it's just like? People are always like
2: take Kirsland. No, you won't. Like, um, take something decent.
3: How about you try one of these other fine yeah. craft beers? Like mm. when Jay and Russand still on the Longhorn, they put in that long tap of I don't know ten beers. Ten, beer, 10 yep. beers. There were no InBev beers. No, it was were all Wyoming re- regional.
2: Yeah, Wyoming, Colorado, Montana. Yeah. Yeah. Immediate
3: craft beers. Yeah, so oh, I would yeah. all be like, "All right," and some people would would indulge me. They'd be like, "All right, well, well, yeah, let me try one of these things." Right. So I, you know, I pour them a little, you know, a little sampler cup, and they're like, "Hmm, well, that's pretty good.
2: I'll take Kirsch light. Just try
3: this. Just try this. It's equal alcohol content. You know, so I'm, but I'm it not asking. Better. You, I'm not asking you to drink. You know, Carol syrup here. Yeah. You know, it's the same texture, mm-hmm. alcohol content." You know, different flavor, of course, because they're, you're not being poisoned with you know GMOs. Well,
2: and it's made locally by a small local business, and somebody that started out like yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's that
3: right. okay, yeah, they made the decision to go retail or whatever. I mean, you like you said, you've you've said it to your blue in the face tonight about I just want to share it. I want to make people happy. Yep. But like, how many times have I texted you, like, dude, what is that? Yeah. Oh, it's oh, yeah. this. Is I'm like yeah. killer. Like. Yeah please bring me more of that
1: You know,
3: you know nut, nugget has always been a big hit you know when you've had your tap at home before you move that's
2: one of my favorites too
3: you know and yep. it's just like it's just a that's an overall like you know what that's a it's a it's not a hit or miss it's a hit it's every a, time yeah. you know when i'm like undecided like you go to a restaurant like ah, i was gonna try something new like i'm like that with eggs benedict Mm-hmm. the nugget is my eggs benedict yeah. of beer
2: you see that one you're like oh that's the one like, i know i like
3: that i'm gonna try the eggs benedict yep. because you know you gotta really screw it up mm-hmm. to make it You got to try hard yeah. you gotta try hard to make it suck yep. but the nugget is is
2: yeah, single really hop uh, american pale ale with just nugget hops which is a really good moderate hop it's not too bitter it's not too light it's it's good for everything it's a all-around hop and Making American Pale Ale out of it. It's not an IPA, so it's a little bit lower on the IBU, but it's uh nice for sipping on a nice hot day. You can drink it all year long.
3: Hopefully, we have some of those. But I did mention yeah, June twelfth. About another. Six We're not going to have seventy degrees until June twelfth. So, uh, well, are, we are what March twelfth. Mm-hmm. Yep, March twelfth. We're not going to have seventy degrees until june 12th yeah so that's three months from now yep i hope i'm so wrong sucker (laughs) (laughs) i'll let you know yep i'll let you know but all right so having several years now of i will call very successful brewing you know on your own home brewing because you've only done it i mean i know chelsea has helped oh yeah she's like she's a big part of you don't bring in an outside person or you know and i know you you get outside ingredients sometimes i mean i gotta buy my
2: malt retail but like
3: when you've traveled and we talked about before that last break about you know i mentioned you've lived in south america Mm -hmm. um have you gone somewhere south america south carolina you, you travel all over the place you've lived in south america is there a place that you've been and you've tried a local craft brew or home brew where you're like ooh. That's awesome. And then did that inspire you to go home and then create something?
2: Oh, you know, I don't think it is. Actually, surprisingly, um, about an hour east of Beckley is uh, Greenbrier Valley. Where's Beckley? Beckley, West Virginia. Oh, okay. Right on I-64. About an hour east of there is Greenbrier Valley Brewing, and uh, they're right off the interstate, too. They make some really good beer. That's cool, uh, every time I go out to Beckley for uh, for training for M Shop, I drive out there and get some beer. They make um Devil Ants IPA, one of my favorite IPAs I've ever had. Uh, one of the top three, definitely. Really, yep. You can only I've only ever seen it in West Virginia, so whenever I fly home, my suitcase is overweight <laughs> because I have six packs of that in my ah, suitcase. That's awesome. Oh, so let's, yeah. you,
3: you brought that up so. It's very hard. People ask me, what's your favorite CCR song? I don't really have one. Yeah. I mean, in your sense, being a creator and an enjoyer of beer, what uh, do you have a favorite beer? Like you said, your top three IPAs. Right. If you were to pick a category style of beer, let's just say IPA. Mm. You said top three. What would be your favorite IPA ever? I don't know if I can pick one.
2: Yeah, I don't think I can pick hard. one. I'd say... You know, this is Kingdom within top my three. top three, yeah, yeah because it's, it's always changing. and Very fair, your, yeah. Yeah, but that one definitely is, you know, the um, Devil Ants. You know, it's, it's named after uh, the Hatfield McCoys you oh, know, in course. that area, of course, yep. Um, and they're really cool because they make some awesome graphics for their cans, and they name their beers after, like, local folklores. Like, oh, that's cool. Like like the Hatfields McCoys, um, the Mothman. You know the, the 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 Mothman prophecies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, wow. Um and they've got these awesome graphics. Uh, they just have fun. They're a tiny little thing, a little warehouse, and they've got just you know their fermenters over here, and you're looking at your your serving bar over here and stacks of cans over there. It it's not like you go in there to to wear a suit and tie or anything. You go in there to have a good beer, play some darts, and and have fun. But they make some good beer, and it's just a great place to go to. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: When I moved from Chicago to Arizona, June of 99, you saw some craft beer.
2: Right. But it really wasn't. That was before the craft beer explosion in 99, definitely.
3: But I remember in Chicago, friends telling me about Fat Tire.
2: Oh. New Belgium. Yep.
3: You couldn't get it on that side of the Mississippi. Nope. So, when I moved to Arizona, especially in Sedona, and then I discovered Oak Mm -hmm. Creek, chill, awesome Mm -hmm. place to play a gig. I loved playing at Oak Creek Brewery in Sedona. I go to Arizona. I'm like, oh, man, New Belgium. They're everywhere. Fort Collins, Colorado. Now they are. Now they are. Yeah. But I remember when I would go from Arizona back to Chicago for, like, weddings or Mm -hmm. family parties or whatever, I would sneak a few bottles in my bag. Yeah. And bring them home. To friends. Yeah, 10 a,
2: years ago, you couldn't get it outside of this area.
3: And I remember yep. it was like oh five or 06 when I was back in Chicago at that point. I saw a truck pull up at this corner tavern neighborhood right. bar. New Belgium all over the truck. And I'm like, oh my God, they finally made it here. So I don't know what kind of distribution or laws changed. Like we just had a big law change in South Dakota last year that allows them to produce more beer. Yep. You know, to uh, distribute better. What do you think caused that to take this long? Because Crow Peak just doubled in size. They just built this other production room. Right. Now they can legally produce more beer. Like, why would the state allow them to be in business? But being a home brewer, you would probably know this too. Why would the state allow them to be in business and distribute, but then put a restriction on how much they can do? Oh, this that seems really weird to me.
2: Restrictions are always based on money, and sure. they're based on distributors. Lobbyists, and the, the, you mean? Yeah, the major producers. <laughs> yeah. are lobbyists. Oh yeah, definitely. Pricks. Oh yeah. Yep. Unbelievably. Yeah. The the beer laws are always changing in every state, just depending on you know who's in charge and and who's got the most money to lobby. Oh yeah. Yep. Um. Just about. What is about four or five years ago, Alabama was the last state in the country to allow to allow homebrewing. What? Before. Like they would have
3: any idea how if you were in your house homebrewing.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, if somebody got wind of you. Can you imagine you're at the yeah. store
1: like, yeah, I was homebrewing my
2: beer the other day. Oh, yeah. You did what? Yeah, before, I think it was about 2015, 2014, 2015. It was illegal to <laughs> homebrew beer in Alabama yep wow yep as crazy as that is yeah
3: were you ever a fan of like pbr no we play these clubs and bars in chicago mm-hmm. like oh we give you a case of beer they didn't pay us but they gave us a case of beer, and it was always beer. Yeah.
2: pbr yep
3: and i'll tell you what man
2: blue ribbon in quotes uh
3: if it was cold
2: yeah uh okay when you're in your 20s, if it's free <laughs> and it's cold, all right. Yeah, yeah you're like, <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. You've lived, what, lived in Chile, Chile and Argentina. Yep. So what what work.
3: brought you down there? Yeah, for work. For oh, work, yeah. yeah.
2: Yep, geology work, yep. Uranium, gold, whatever. All
3: right, so we just no, had the went. we just had the CCR, so I just grabbed a chili bottle.
2: Yeah. Yep, Excellent. pale ale with uh some uh jalapeno chilies okay so it's it's not going to be really spicy but it'll have a little bit of a pepper taste to it
3: yeah i i was we talked about sheridan earlier we went to uh luminous brewery in sheridan mm-hmm. had probably one of the best chili ales.
2: yeah they do have a good chili ale. oh it's man it's pretty similar to this one i think oh
3: okay let's,
2: let's, i've had it before I I you know I really like the thirteen fourteen barrel age from uh, mm. Black Tooth. It's a uh, an an old ale, a big again, a, one of those big malty beers. But they they age it in the Wyoming whiskey barrels Ooh. from over in Kirby, <laughs> Wyoming, over by Thermopolis. They've got a little distillery over there. They make whiskey, you know, bourbon style whiskeys, and they'll age their beer. This uh, this old ale style beer. Oh wow! Oh, it's so good. They they release it like once a year, so oh, you, you cool. got to get on it and you got to buy it. Sure, it, it's a big. It's it's. I don't know what it is. Probably ten plus percent. Wow! You, it, and they sell it in a bomber, so you finish the bomber and you're like,
0: "Oh, buddy,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> life is pretty good." Yeah. Cool. But it's a damn good tax beer. season.
3: What? I had a bomber bottle. <laughs> my uh, my in laws uh, are from uh, Thermopolis, and I've been there once. Beautiful, I mean, from here to Thermop, oh, yeah. beautiful drive. Yep work brings you down to south america now yep. i've had the privilege of yeah. going there last year and we were texting about it and i sent you a picture of the mountain range yep and you're like oh yeah we hiked through that last year or whenever you when, were there when i was down and i was like oh my god like <laughs> what was that like,
2: like uh, it was pretty amazing you know we uh, you're talking about um Akingagawa, which is yes. the, the highest peak outside of asia so wow yeah i mean north america south america africa australia um, Antarctica—that's the highest peak on all those continents. It's uh, about twenty-three thousand feet. We, um, I did a trip because I was working down there, and my boss said, "Oh, you're into mountaineering? You want to take a couple weeks off and go climb this mountain?" So, give me the time off. Hell yeah! Of course. Went and did some uh, some climbing. So did some hiking up the mountain. Unfortunately, we got stuck in a blizzard at uh, third camp at a four, so Jeez. we didn't get to uh, summit. It um made it to about twenty one thousand five hundred feet, about fifteen hundred feet from the the summit, but still, I mean, you wake up and you go up before sunrise and you get up, you're twenty twenty one thousand feet and you're watching the sun come up wow. and, and the clouds are below you. Oh, it's beautiful. That's oh yeah,
3: gotta be insane.
2: It, 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 that's it that's some
3: like serious John Denver shit right there.
2: Yeah. No, it, it's more like um drunken shit. Juan Denver, you know? More like drunken shit cuz <laughs> up that high that the oxygen is so low you feel like you're drunk. Like you I, lose I guess, your balance.
3: Yeah, I mean I you I, slur your speech. I, I I snowboarded oh, yeah. um in uh Vail, yeah, and Beaver Creek and stuff. You know, way up
2: high. You're about twelve or thirteen thousand. Yeah, and I yeah.
3: just, I just remember like, oh my god. Oh yeah, you know, you'll feel the you're th- shoving difference. snow into your mouth just because yep. you're just like, wow, like yeah. I, you know. But it's a high. But it's the rush that gets you down. I don't know if you're much into skiing or whatever. You've done snowshoeing, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, cross, cross, cross country and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's cool because we've talked about it several times, especially when I was there last year for you know five days. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, I really wasn't down there that long, but. Uh, they were cool shows and everything and the people down there are amazing we we go to mexico a lot it's a little easier to get to mexico than it is right south america we've gone to south america with with me involved twice
2: went to uruguay
3: uruguay was amazing montevideo mm-hmm. um you know long ass flight
2: went to santiago
3: santiago was great buenos aires, aires yeah. cordoba you know, wine, the meats. Oh yeah. You know, and that's Mendoza, oh, Argentina. Dude. That,
2: oh yeah.
3: The, the, but just the culture, like everything is a, is a hug and a peck mm. on the cheek, and it's just so proper yeah. and so appreciative, and you know, you're just you're you're another human being to them. Mm -hmm. they care about you you're a total stranger but they care about you but like you go to South America and they're like where are you from oh my god we're from the state oh my and they like
2: they want to practice their English with you yeah yeah. dude it's an experience for them too but
3: they're also so proud of Mm. their country and like the fact that you're there they Mm. want you to go home and tell their friends like it's funny yep they want people they want more people to come visit
2: they want tourist dollars well of course they do oh definitely they want to share their, uh, their culture with we'll,
3: you. We'll take a short break before we wrap this up. It's Danimal Planet Radio. I'm Dan McGinnis with Joe Monks. You are listening to a podcast of Danimal Planet. For more information, or to enjoy other podcasts, please visit DanimalPlanetRadio.com. Yeah,
2: I have your car towed all the way to your house, and all you got for me is light beer? <laughs>
1: Back at it here on
3: Danimal Planet Radio, Dan McGinnis, alongside my friend Joe Monks, the brewer and creator of the Drunken Cat Brewery here in Sundance, Wyoming. Soon to be Corvallis, Oregon, or Salem, Oregon, Salem, Salem, wherever. Somewhere, Oregon. Somewhere, Oregon, uh, not here in Sundance, but um, the uh, beauty of self-creation and brewing of beer and sharing it with others. So, we're going to dive right in uh, to the next one here that we have. It's uh, holding it up to the light. It's a, it's a clear, kind of a crisp looking beverage with the uh, obviously the TDC, but uh, CAT on the cap.
2: Yeah, CAT. Um, I label all my caps with the um, just uh,
3: acronyms. And acronyms, whatnot. yeah. Well, and it's cool you. because like when you bring me stuff, yep. you. you Fill out a list.
2: Yeah, I, like I, what it is. Yeah, I name all my beers, and so I've got these acronyms. And C A T is short for Cream Ale
3: Oh boy.
2: Yeah. So it already, this is a cream ale, as it as it suggests. But yeah, yeah,
3: that's that's what a
2: microphone is for. But Cream Torium, it's got a little smoke to it, as you would expect from something from a crematorium
0: oh. oh
2: so i used some smoked malt i like what get. he did there <laughs> It's kind of sick isn't it <laughs> it's a little grim a little <laughs> grim <laughs> but a little awesome so we don't mind it so it's a it's a nice light um slightly malty slightly hoppy beer um it's kind of you know, a nice light beer you can see through it yeah but it's got a little smoke to it from from the malt.
3: so when you say like I've, i know what you mean by smoke flavor but for mm-hmm. those scoring at home
2: so it's like if you put some uh, hickory chips on your barbecue grill and you give your steak a little smoke flavor. Kind of similar.
3: I like it. And and just the general smoke, um, like General Problems. I know General Problems. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. He's very great. He's great. He's great. Like
2: General Mills.
3: General Mills. General Problems. Um, I, like a, I like a good bonfire beer. Oh, and, yeah. you this know, would be a good bonfire beer. This would be yeah. a good bonfire beer. Um, we just moved into this house a few months ago and I do plan on installing and, and building a nice little fire pit, but it's like, you know, you, you think of that smoke flavored like your hair the next day, like, yeah, you or smell your, like smoke. your sweatshirt the next day, your sweatshirt yeah. the next day, your hair, whatever. But it's just kind of, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's smoke, but it's almost, there's more to it than just like, yeah. <laughs> It smells like smoke, but no, it's not a like flavor. an ashtray, but it's, it's yeah. a, yeah, not an ashtray, not right. the dime horseshoe bar. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Where you just, you want to vomit. You walk
2: past it and you can <laughs> smell it. You walk past it.
3: Um, not a fan of the smoke smell. No,
2: this is, this is more, you know, campfire smoke. Campfires is a great way to put yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. I like that. It's, it's pretty subtle, but you get a little smoke flavor.
3: Mm, got a little bubbly to it, but you're mm-hmm. right. So is there something out there that you haven't brewed yet? Like I mentioned earlier, like you've gone somewhere where you've tasted something. You're like, Ooh. hmm, I want to do this when I get home.
2: Um, I want, yeah, actually. Is there
3: something that you haven't there's, done?
2: There's one I've been planning uh, to among your do for a long time yet. is an ice beer. An ice beer. An ice beer. So it's like a bock, right? So like uh, like Amber Bach or things like that not Bay's, like
3: beethoven bach no, but like Amberbach.
2: bach bach so you take a you take a beer and you freeze it you freeze it just a little bit 32 degrees you freeze the water off of it and it's basically a dist- distillation process you really? you remove some water and so you increase the alcohol content so
3: you're going all scientist on me now oh yeah oh boy
2: oh yeah but it's 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 a distillation process instead of boiling it to remove the, the mm. alcohol off <laughs> you freeze the water off <laughs> wow well i was you know and you increase the alcohol content by removing water interesting and so you can get a beer um brew dogs uh, the scottish brewing company wow they i like that name they did the strongest beer ever made what yeah, at the end, I think it was called the end of the world or oh, something. Oh, like I've that. heard about this 55 percent oh ABV. Oh, that was an ice beer. And they made their beer. I think they you just it. drink
3: that and you're like testicles explode. That's like whiskey. I mean,
2: yeah, that, that's, that's that's a whiskey. Yeah, you know, whiskeys are usually 45 to 50 percent. This is 55 percent, but
3: they classified it as a
2: beer. Oh, yeah, because it's it's a malt, it's fermented, they didn't use a Traditional distillation process. They just free. They froze some of the the water (laughs) off of it and made it fifty five percent. So I want to do something like that someday. Wow. Now, what
3: do you think you would need to do?
2: Like, I wouldn't be able to make it fifty five percent. I'd be lucky if I got it to twenty twenty five percent, which is still still insane. Twenty five percent. That'll fuck your shit up.
3: Yeah. I mean, there was a great bar in, in in Chicago near my apartment that I talked about uh called the map room and i've told you about Mm -hmm. this place yep like next time you're in chicago for whatever reason wherever you're at yep and go to the map room because they have the beers where you could literally say i'm going out for one yeah and it's you know 18 percent or whatever and it'll cost you 25 Mm -hmm. bucks and it's a bomber bottle whatever i forget the name of it i had it once in my apartment was like a block and a half away in bucktown is the name of the neighborhood It'll kill you. I mean, it, mm-hmm. in a good way. You know, yeah. If you had six of them, it'll probably kill you. But you know, they had everything. Beers of the world. I think they had like 200 beers on tap or something.
2: The Falling Rock Tap House in Denver. Oh, sure. They've got, what, 100 beers on tap? Isn't it something? And, yeah. I don't oh, mean yeah. on
3: tap, but like total they had 200 beers. Oh, no. Probably 100 on yeah. tap yeah. and then like another...
2: Even if you don't like beer, you'll find a beer that you like.
3: There's something there. Oh yeah. From
2: there's something for everybody.
3: Eighty different countries. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean that's another thing too. Like we were talking about, you know, two thousand four, two thousand five craft beer really hadn't you know even little making its
2: jump then. Just sort
3: of. But like where do you think that is? And that's just like the United States. Like where do you think it's been worldwide? Like, do you think they've been way ahead of us or you know, you think of, like, Germany, which I cannot wait to go to Germany oh, to, you know. no kidding. I mean, you don't go to Germany to try out, you know, pillowcases. You're yep. going to Germany to try out beer and food.
2: D- Lagers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. like,
3: where, where, where do you think Oktoberfest came from?
2: Well, so. I'll, I'll catch hell for saying this, but I think, I truly think that America has led the world craft beer revolution. I mean, there's... I would agree. There's so many craft breweries in America now and they're they're like you said before, they're experimenting. Yeah. They don't care about just trying to make this style. They'll put this in it. They'll put that in it. They'll try this style. They'll try that. They don't care. They'll they'll try to push the boundaries. Sure. That's what it's all about. That's what brewing is all about. Pushing the boundaries and experimenting and coming up with the new thing. Yeah. Coming up with something that's new that nobody's tried and everybody says i gotta have more of that i like that yep and yeah. and, and and you know I, i'm an american but we are pushing that that's that's kind of an american thing right now is is yeah yeah there's there's other breweries like like brew dogs they're they're making the, like that name. the biggest beer the most expensive beer but really per capita per brewery americans are pushing it they're they're expanding it they've created so many new styles in the last decade it's amazing
3: wow yeah that's
2: really cool yep
3: i mean like off the top of your head like i don't know if it's like how many variations of an ipa like earlier we had a brute yeah from new yep. belgium and we're like hmm you know, we both agreed like this isn't mm-hmm. your traditional IPA. They call it an IPA. I think right. it's six point seven percent. Yeah, because which it, typically is
2: you know, a little yeah. bit higher. It's not great. it's not gonna it that's right in there in, in the IPA you know, yeah, category. Yeah.
3: I've had I've had lesser alcohol content and mm-hmm. higher ones, but I just say like, you know what? It's 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 a smoother IPA. It's not as right it's I, I use the word subtle, not yeah. smooth. Oh yeah, it's, it's lighter. a subtle IPA, yep. which I liked. Because I've had the the eights and the mm. eight and a half IPAs, where it's just kind of like, woof.
2: oh yeah, it'll you get have, you there. You have
3: three or four more of these, you're going to be, you know, yep, tooting and hollering for a few days. <laughs> Pumping your
2: stomach. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, every year there's there's a new variety variety in a sauce, especially IPAs. Yeah, every single year there's some kind of new variety on it, like the the juicy IPAs, the nor- Northeast IPAs now that are that are used you know they they you know they're like a drinking a glass of orange juice it, it, it's every year it's something different you know everybody's pushing boundaries and creating something new that's going to bring in new customers you know somebody that says i don't like beer we'll try this oh i like that yeah oh yeah you, yeah,
3: you never exactly. know exactly and like if you had to take a wild and that's consumerism
2: guess. that's that's capitalism you have to keep creating something new to keep keep your customer base cuz people are going to get bored after a while so yeah. you have got to keep them interested right so
3: what what would you think like you know the drunken cat mm-hmm. like you're, it's clearly i mean in my opinion i would call it a professional hobby even though like yeah. people associate professionalism with money which is bullshit because mm-hmm. like i know a lot of professional musicians that don't get paid right. but they're freaking amazing
2: well it, it's it's more talent. it's not really professionalism it's just pride pride in what you yeah, do. I yeah, I agree with that completely. Yeah. Yeah. You make something that you love and you you put your heart and soul into it and But like what you like if, it good.
3: if somebody came along to you that like w- what do you need to open up a small right. tasting room mm-hmm. re- commercial a nano not,
2: brewery? Yeah. Yeah,
3: you know like yep. What do you think that would take in like a small, and we've all seen, I mean, Crow Peak started out in this tiny, tiny little building tiny. and now they now they make barbecue in there yeah. and Bunky's barbecue is yep. phenomenal if you've never had it here in the Black Hills. Like what, what, what do you think a startup small room to get you going?
2: You know, you can, it just depends on how you want to do it. It could be anywhere from ten thousand dollars to a quarter million dollars it just depends on how big you want it to be and how how extravagant and how scientific and oh yeah you could do it probably for even less than ten thousand if you really wanted to
3: yeah if you had the right space yeah yeah Mm -hmm. because i'm just like i'm impressed with the fact that you've you know we talked about it you know 15 to 20 on a regular bit you know like yeah not just like oh i tried it and okay whatever but like say even 20 but like you have so many of them, and there was a time I remember where you're like, "Hey, if you got bottles, save them because you know I'll, yeah. I'll clean them and use them." Yep. You know, hey, you know, give me that bottle, you know, th- that bomber back. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, okay, no problem. Yeah. You know,
2: but Those it, things are expensive.
3: Well, of course they are. Yeah. I mean, like it adds up. Like it doesn't matter. Like oh, here's a Michelob Ultra. Mm. Well, I know that's not poison in there. It's your beer, but it's just the bottle that you're using. Right. Like, where do you think like a, a brewery? um the podcast that i talked about uh, the heath bar with matt Melanson from uh, crow peak mm. you know they talked about they couldn't make certain beer they couldn't can because of the tariffs that were that that trump put on so like
2: on aluminum
3: on aluminum yeah.
2: they couldn't get so like funny you should say that because in oregon they're actually doing a thing where um just like back in the days with mm-hmm. milk jugs where you could put you know you the you milkman comes they bring your milk jug and you leave it out the next day empty. Oregon is doing a thing where breweries are um, filling beer bottles and you bring the beer bottle back and you get it filled again. Wow. Just like that. So there, you know, there, Again, they're pushing the boundaries, they're finding new ways to to create consumerism but not be wasteful at the same time. And so they're they're reusing, repurposing old bottles without having to go through the whole recycling process and wasting money and energy. They're refilling, they're they're cleaning, they're sterilizing. Yeah, Yeah, and, and they're refilling. And that creates customerism.
3: And it's interesting too for those that have never been to Oregon, you can't get out and pump your own gas. You can? Did they, yes. they change it?
2: Yeah, they changed it. What about a year ago? Oh, see, I don't know. Um, yeah. there, there's some places where you can. Uh, a lot of places, they're, you know, they they stick to their their ways and full service. It's, it's still full service, but you know, um, more rural areas. These or, pretzels are full or, service. Right or late at night, it, yeah, self service. Yep. I think there's only two states that still do that. And then I would go Oregon, to vo- New Jersey.
3: Then I would go to Voodoo Donuts afterwards.
2: Oh yeah. Oh my God. You know, they got Voodoo Donuts down in Denver
3: so they got one in denver i didn't know that
2: oh yeah that's been there for about five or six years on colfax um east side of town it's kind of a seedy area they're trying to (laughs) they're trying to gentrify it
3: is it voodoo ho nuts yeah
2: pretty much in that bad part of town (laughs) but (laughs) the thing that i don't like about that is they always have loud metal playing and you got to have earplugs in you don't like metal I don't mind metal, but it's so well, loud. Well, they're
3: usually blasting. It's it, yeah. blasting. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I like to think clearly when I'm purchasing yeah. donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple donuts,
2: but it's kind of worth it going in for the donuts.
3: You put bacon on a donut. There's a good chance they, that Dan McGinnis is going to eat it.
2: They put Captain Crunch on their donuts. They put
3: Captain Crunch on their donuts. They sure do. This is an AB. It's, a, it's the clearest, the lightest one, look, yeah. lightest looking one yep. that we've seen. Let's let's dive. An into American
2: that. blonde.
3: American blonde. So what would you recommend, like if you were to go into a diner yeah. and you've got an American blonde, what would you order to eat
2: with this particular beer? Mm, good salmon steak. I like that. Oh, yeah. Yep.
3: What if they didn't offer any fish? What about an appetizer? Cheese sticks? No. Marinara probably wouldn't go well with this.
2: No, probably not. Something lighter. Um, yeah. Ranch? Chicken fingers. chicken fingers. Chicken fingers. Chicken fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Some... Uh, um honey mustard sauce. Ooh, yeah. god, yep. I love that.
3: Yep. Oh man, when I was a kid, two things, well, one of them still stands, root beer. Hate it. Licorice? Hate
2: root beer? You licorice. licorice? You're an American.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I mean like you talk about like, like that those A&W food shops.
2: Root, beer's root American. beer is yep. root beer. Root beer and licorice
3: mm-hmm. are uh, you know what? They can send it to the moon. I understand it's a very popular snack, licorice and, and root beer. Just I, I just can't do it. I love I black licorice.
2: Oh. oh yeah. Oh, that's good stuff.
0: Those those good and plenties. Oh yeah. Oh,
2: man. oh I just <laughs> good stuff. I yeah. Chelsea loves the red licorice. I went fishing with a couple of buddies back when I was a teenager, and they had a one gallon bin of red licorice ropes. We ate the entire thing in about two hours. I haven't touched them since. <laughs> I just can't. I don't blame you. Nope. And, and give me, me it's, some good black liquors. It's, oh, well, yeah. the
3: smell is one thing, but the, it's the texture, oh. the consistency of it. Well, like not just like when you're biting into it. Yes. Ugh, I just remember doing it good one stuff. time, but it's like after you're like chewing it a few times, and you're just like, oh my god, it is now a part of my teeth. <laughs> like I, I'm like, oh, oh, yes, I, I couldn't, you know. I couldn't do it. Dude, I was ready to start eating dirt to just like get the taste out of my mouth. Root beer has always been one of those things.
2: Chelsea and I started doing, we have, we used to do, well, we still do wine and cheese night. You know, wine and oh, cheese goes on. Well, beer and a pretzel and mustard night. Ooh. Pretz- I like, like brown mustard get, or spicy get some mustard? Some or? Regular pretzels. Yeah, three or four different types of mustards. You know, beer mustard, spicy mustard, honey mustard, little dishes, you, and, and and a couple of beers. You know, you try the beers, you try the mustards, pretzels. Oh yeah,
3: I like it. Uh-huh. What about a mustard flavored beer? I
1: like that. You're
2: welcome. I like that. I will. <laughs> I gotta figure so out what kind of. I gotta figure out what style of beer to go. French's, with Frenches,
3: you've got mustard. <laughs> whatever their jingle is.
2: Uh, uh, all right, I'll, uh, I'll think about it.
3: You're that. welcome. Uh,
2: you know, yeah. you need a little time to get settled in. Yeah, I gotta figure that one out. That's a that, that's a brain buster. I, think.
3: I mean, but that's not unheard of. I mean, you know, no
2: go, mustard beer is unheard of. That is unheard. of.
3: Well, you'll be the first one to do it.
2: I think I I actually may be. By the way,
3: <laughs> I mean I I like mustard now, but that's think uh, about it. I mean, there's a lot of weird fucking yeah. flavors out there. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. all of a sudden, yep. You're you're gonna reinvent a new thing here.
2: I'm I'm still trying to find a.
3: You heard it here first on Daniel Planet, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Peanut
2: butter, drunken cat. I'm still trying to find a peanut butter beer that actually tastes good and doesn't taste like chemicals.
3: I I have never had a peanut butter beer.
2: Oh no, I don't. They're, they're I don't, always don't awful. One. Oh no, 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 no.
3: We're talking about mustard beer. Okay, whatever. But that's more along the lines of. I know peanuts are salty. Yeah, You know, beverages and beers and stuff are salty. We're eating freaking Dots pretzels here. There's nothing but salt in the bag. But she did it so right. It her oh, that's good. It's so chef. good. Starting to look like a bowling alley in here. That's all right. We're sampling. We're chatting. we got
2: two left.
3: Well, one of them is called CCR. Well, you we know, already tried one of them. You those. know I'm a fan of that. Yeah. So what's the uh, what's the yellow cap here?
2: Oh, uh, that's a milk stout. That's just plain stout standard milk stout but
3: so what goes into a plain standard milk stout
2: it's a stout so it's uh you know um heavily roasted malt plus lactose lactose is a a sugar derived from milk but it's not fermentable so it stays in the beer doesn't get fermented by the yeast and it stays sweet it keeps the keeps the the beer nice and thick and full and sweet
1: so you put your boob up to this bottle
2: oh yeah my moob, <laughs> my moob your moob <laughs> We're good
3: again. If you're a fan of craft beer,
2: if you're still listening, you're, you're not. <laughs> you insulted still by anything. You're
3: like, oh, a new podcast from Daniel Planet. I will like, listen for thirty minutes. It's not like I came down here to tell you know, hey Joe, tell me about that science test from your junior year of college.
2: Funny you, know? you should mention. Oh boy, <laughs> no.
3: Oh, you don't have a story about no. that? Well, jeez, don't tease me. <laughs> so uh, the Drunken Cat Brewery.
2: Yeah, I made up a logo because I had uh, pneumonia one year, and I was stuck on the couch, and I was really, really freaking bored for two weeks, and so I started making up um, bottle labels and logos, and and, uh, our cat loves beer, and he'll steal beer beer from you if you leave it on a table Well,
3: because we both love cats and we talked about cats and we've talked about Fezzik and we've both uh you know watched each other's cats
2: Fezzik is my cat who's a Manx you know (laughs) so he has a little tiny stubby tail but he loves beer he has more personality than most people I know (laughs) and that's why we love cats
3: yeah and when you have a cat or cats yeah they entertain you and right now my dog is just begging for more dots pretzels um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll tap into our last one here. This is the the Milk Stout that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Does it have a specific name, or it's just you're categorically saying it's a Milk Stout?
2: Um, Tard and Feathered. Wait, say that again? Yeah, it's Tard and Feathered Milk it Sounds stout. like a biker bar. Yeah.
1: Tard and Feathered. Well, was Come brewing, on down and get some light and Tard and Feathered.
2: No, I, well, I was brewing it up, and it's it's a big, thick beer again. One of my Favorite styles, but it was I was making it in a pot, and it looked like a pot of motor oil. Really? It, I mean, it was just—it's so thick and dark, you can't even see light through it.
3: So I think my car is leaking oil right yeah. now. So if I were to pour this in the engine, it would go another hundred
0: thousand. Oh, miles. you
2: wouldn't know any difference. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so it looked like a pot of boiling tar and oil, and it's like, well, what the hell? All right, tarred and feathered,
3: tarred and feathered, and yep. I I enjoy the fact that it's in a Michelob Ultra bottle right now. So Shut how, up. Ba- no. how many how many times did you have to clean this bottle out oh. to just ensure that poison was out of it?
2: Well, again. You know, glass bottles are really expensive, so we reuse them. No, I'm just I'm I'm teasing,
3: but in support of you, like, oh yeah, I like you put something in a Michelob bottle. You you must have cleaned it nine times. Oh yeah, because you're like dishwasher. No, I don't believe it. Still, I still got to clean it.
2: You know, one of the myths about home brewing is that you can't use a bottle that has a screw top. That's bullshit. Really? Yep.
3: Okay, so the 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 pressure carbonation. Yeah. So yeah, so you obviously have a tool. Uh to clamp the Yeah, yeah,
2: you got a little put the, clamp that
3: oh. we're, we're on the eve of a humongous blizzard here. Okay, in there's Wyoming. a
2: big device there's a big device that, uh, you, you put caps on bottles. Well the big stigma is that homebrewers can't use um Real screw tools. Top, screw top bottles because it leaks the, the carbonation. That's bullshit. I've had maybe one in a hundred bottles go flat that are screw tops. So, you know what, you homebrewers, use the screw top bottles. One in a hundred is damn good odds. I would say. Yeah. And you know what, if it's flat, use it in cooking. You're making chili, you're making sp- use spaghetti Use it as a saute. Sauce. Yeah. That's Wow. Right. That's use a, it in your cooking. That's I've great used, advice. I use beer in my cooking all the time. No kidding. Especially chili. Wow. Oh, yeah. Bread, um, soup. I, oh, we use it in everything. Oh, yeah. Yep. So if it goes flat, you don't have to pour it out. Use it in your cooking.
3: Interesting. Well, oh, it's yeah. the flavor that you want. Oh, yeah. And especially if you're cooking, you're heating it up. You'll yeah. It's going to kill whatever bacteria is in it well, anyway. Well, you boil
2: off the alcohol, but you leave the flavor.
3: That's an interesting point.
2: Yep. So well, you're not going to get drunk off of your bread that you make, but you're still going <laughs> to have the flavor. You use a Guinness in your bread. It's going to have that nice, rich, malty, roasty flavor, but you're not so, going to get drunk.
3: Here I am. I'm going to sample this for the first time. Yeah
2: this actually won a gold medal at the uh uh rapid city um festival about six or seven years ago how
3: many awards do you think at this point not think you know how many awards have you won now
2: probably 20 or 30 no kidding yeah Yeah, and you have them
3: all documented and framed and stuff. i hope
2: yeah between little tiny festivals with Maybe a dozen or so entries. Yeah, to, doesn't matter
3: how to, many. To uh,
2: you know, national homework competition with hundreds. Wow! Of, or the the eight seconds of froth that I mentioned earlier. That's in, impressive. In eight seconds of froth had uh, three hundred and sixty entries, and I got the best of the show with my uh, rouch beer.
3: Wow! We're gonna cheers to that again. Yeah. So like again, like do you? I mean, not again, but like, do you have a website? Is there any way like if anybody ever listens to this tell my four listeners it's it's up from 3 about 2 hours ago. Uh how if somebody were to listen to this and like was thinking about getting into home brewing mm-hmm. is there any way that they can reach out to you like to ask advice or um mm-hmm. people should be able to reach out to you you're kind of a, like an inspiration at this point if somebody wanted to start doing that.
2: Um yeah, I mean Joe Monks on Facebook. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's probably the best way, right? You should there.
3: start a Facebook page for the Drunken yeah. Cat. Yeah, I mean, just I should, at I? least just post a picture yep. of obviously your awards, but I mean, like mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, you can look them up, and if you yeah. want to really like know that you have the right guy, just look for all these peas. Uh, uh, p- Purdue Boilermakers. Yeah,
2: that's right. <laughs> well, that's the thing about homebrewers is we're always willing to help each other out. That's and, what I meant. You know, like if, that's if Somebody you, like, wants question, to reach out to you. We're, uh, that's how I started out. I had questions. I had friends that, that were homebrewers, and I asked them, what do you do in this situation? What do you do in that situation? And they told me, and so I got better. So if somebody... Ask me what to do. I'll tell them what how how to do it. Do you ever yeah.
3: think like all the home brewers want to like get together and release a video or a statement in response to Samuel Adams's uh, shitty
2: that would be awesome depiction
3: of that home brewers. Great. Like that would be so awesome mm-hmm. to produce a a a, com- a thirty second commercial. Yeah. In rebuttal of, I would love their that. depiction of home brewers that make you know they try to make everybody look like idiots mm-hmm. and it's like you know what that what, what's his name
2: you know i'm samuel adams you know what i helped brew the every great craft brewery started from a home brewer um dogfish head they're, oh, they're, they're my 60 god, minute and 90 good. minute and 120 minute
3: that 90 minute oh, oh my god they were home isn't brewers. it funny the 90 minute takes about 30 hours <laughs> to burn off
2: <laughs> um new belgium
3: <laughs> new
1: belgium's
2: fantastic. they were homebrewers odell they were homebrewers like you mentioned lagunitas earlier lagunitas. he was a homebrewer he started out uh, he, he he did a an audiobook on the way that he started his oh brewery. i heard about
3: this i gotta yes. get it i gotta get oh it.
2: my god it's amazing this guy took out mortgages and mortgages and loans to get his brewery going that's the passion that he had for it that's the passion that we all have for it. He sacrificed every his marriage for his brewery. That's I mean every craft brewer started out as a home brewer. One hundred percent, I guarantee. Well,
3: I, I agree with that. Yep. Not knowing all the facts, but like, mm-hmm. where, where else are you starting? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, what yep. what kind of startup idea do you have? Like Samuel Adams, for them to sell out. Like mm-hmm. the way that they did in that stupid dumbass commercial, yeah. To depict local, I mean the, the passion that they have achieved—they're they're, not
2: craft, brewery. The, yeah. But I mean the they're success mm-hmm. for
3: them to mock people, yeah, on the same chain like that is—you like, shame on them.
2: The, and that's the hypocrisy of Sam Adams and and ba- Boston Beer Company is they lobbied so hard, Jim Cook. That's the guy. Yeah. I'm Jim Cook, brewer of Samuel Adams. They lobbied so hard to get the laws changed so that they could stay their volume. They could stay a craft brewery. Yeah. And yet they make fun of home brewers. Exactly. Yeah. That's total bullshit. Find out about your local homebrew club, and I guarantee somebody nearby you will help you learn how to brew beer, whether it's starting out with, with malt syrup or you you want to start out just going full board and doing the the all-grain brewing. You know, there's a local homebrew club everywhere.
3: Or they can go like if there's a local brewery.
2: Um or even the American Homebrew Association. Sites on, on their website, they have all kinds of information, how to brew beer, different styles, different homebrew clubs, yeah. information about how to contact your clubs, American Homebrewers Association. Ah, that'd yep. be
3: awesome. Well, uh, I can't thank you enough for uh, obviously sampling many of the uh, tasty many. suds that we have here yep. and, and, and the backstory. And what's great is that like you're not shy to share the process. Oh, i love
2: it. i love sharing my beer especially people that appreciate it
3: well I'm um, <laughs> uh
2: on I, that note I yeah uh joe thank you thank you for having
3: me let's go upstairs and have another beer
2: sounds good
1: you've been listening to danimal Plan. listen i got to give a, a clue here now i don't want any more bullshit anytime time during the day from anyone that includes me be a slacker for the rest of your life. Tune in next week for another exciting show. That's the most asinine marketing I've ever heard of. For more information, visit
2: danimalplanetradio.com.
1: I don't understand where these questions are coming from. That's
0: about it.
2: Go f*** yourself and the f*** with your show. Yes. Yes. I'm your density. I
0: mean, your destiny.